quiet your mind. Ever since the Earth has circled the sun, there have been fantastic tales of wonder and mystery that the faint of heart dare not discuss. But three brave, uninformed souls have the brass to tackle every extraordinary happenstance from the modern age to the dawn of Mantis. Welcome to Dawn of Mantis. Mysteries, true crime, and more. Oh, wait. Sorry. True crime, mysteries, and more. That's correct. Ooh, In man, all fairness, I don't even know. You don't I, know? You could say any variation, and I'd have no it's idea. something like that. Yeah. Uh, we have a special guest tonight. Joe, won't you lead it, lead in on this thing? Sure. Uh, joining us in Redbeard Sound Studio tonight is uh, Brian from the Diecast Outcast YouTube channel. Say hi, Brian. Hey, guys. How you doing? And so, yeah, man. You might explain what that is. Well, uh, I'll, let, I'll let him. I he doesn't kill people with diecast <laughs> objects. Yeah, that does. Not, not all the time. All right. So first of all, I have got a YouTube channel, and it is coming right up onto 3,000 subscribers. I, it is monetized, which means I am making a ton of money off of it, <laughs> just so you guys know. Uh, I checked it. In the last four months, I am at $47. Yes. So wow. that's about $10 a month. <laughs> that, to put that revenue. Right. That'll but, pay for Netflix. Correct. With, but that, with ads. <laughs> we'll put that in perspective and uh, like the wheels to put on these cars as, you know, we do the customs are like five bucks. So I can afford two a month. There you go. <laughs> Hey, you so know, you do, so you're strictly sticking to motorcycles now. <laughs> yeah, basically, that's all I can afford to do is unicycles and motorcycles. You know, I think you're making more money than us, so we have no yeah. reason to laugh. He actually is. <laughs> you are. That's all so. right. We're having fun, and that's all there is to it. Because if it's a if it becomes a business, you kind of get you know upset with things easier, and it's it's not fun anymore, and you know you can't pay your bills and whatnot. So yeah, yeah, yeah. When it's a job, you can quit it. But when it's fun, you don't feel like quitting. Well, you know, uh, do you remember, I don't know if you guys remember, four or five years ago, I went in the studio and recorded a song, uh, October. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, I put that song on iTunes. Got it all official, legit, you can buy it. And as of now, I haven't checked in a few months, but I'm up to, in sales from my song, from my release, from my worldwide October release, at $22. In four years. Okay, twenty dollars is me if if they count like if if it's on your playlist on one of your uh, your Apple playlists and it comes on and you like listen to five seconds of it and then turn it off. That twenty twenty bucks of that's mine, Joe. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm Keep kidding. doing it. I'm kidding. I actually do listen to it when it does come on. So oh, well, I, it's, I still the, do. The yeah, fact it's that it's even of, on there. Yeah, it's on a couple of my shuffle Spotify playlist, so it just kind of pops up every once in a while. Well, there you go. You guys are paying me a quarter of a tenth of one percent of one penny every time that happens, so thank you. So anyway, yeah, talk 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 more about your channel, about what you do. and Okay, what I do is die-cast restorations customs. Um, what I mean by die-cast is 164th scale of a one-to-one -one scale, which is a regular size vehicle. 164th scale is basically what you would call a Hot Wheels matchbox Johnny Lightning, M2, any of those vehicles. And what I do is I'll take one and strip it down, repaint it, 
do some details on it, put some new wheels on it. Uh, sometimes I'll do customs and I'll make something that was a four door into a two door, use body filler like you'd use on a real car. Just do that and build it. There is a pretty good sized community on YouTube and actually on the internet. Uh, Instagram's really big of people doing this stuff. So I'll tell you how I got started in it. I don't know if you guys ever just start watching YouTube videos and then get sucked into a rabbit hole. <laughs> oh, yeah. And the next thing, next thing you know, you're watching, you know, these guys metal detecting on top of a mountain or something like that. It's what <laughs> yeah. happened to me. That's how I found the people dropping marbles into sand and, and it would like, they would race marbles down a hill and like bet on it and stuff. That's like the most random thing yeah, exactly. that you yeah. can think of, but yeah. you get sucked into it. Exactly. Next you're thing like, you know, you're watching it for hours. Exactly. <laughs> you know, but at the same time, you judge little kids for watching, <laughs> yeah. watching those YouTube channels where, you know, kids are playing with other toys and you're like, man, what's these kids getting out of this? <laughs> Unboxing and then, videos. And then yeah. you go in your room and close the door and make sure nobody knows what you're doing and you're watching. <laughs> I, for some reason, recently, I started watching, uh, and I don't know why, but I started watching some dude playing slots at the casino, and I've been sucked into it. And they do like a, why are you laughing? <laughs> it's because it's I, random. Because I can relate to it. Right. I, I watch random videos all the time. He has suggested to me some of the weirdest <laughs> shit I have ever heard. Like the bear, like he called me when you've got to look. They take sand and they make little grooves in it for a really long time, and then they drop marbles in, and you can bet on what mar what color marble you know is going to win. And I'm just like, that is the most random thing yeah. I've ever heard. Yeah, I watch stuff like that all the time. Well, recently, I was watching this metal detecting show. It's a really good one, Green Mountain Metal Detecting, and it is awesome. This guy goes up into the mountains. He finds all this old stuff. It's awesome. Well, then that one went to this other one, and it's this older lady. She's really nice, and she's out here on the beach, and everything looks professional. And, like, at the very end, she's, like, found a piece of iron, two pennies, and, a you know, a nail. And she's like, look what I found, you know? Well... She had another video because I was watching it for some reason and it went into this other video and she's playing slots. I'm like, man, she is going to tear it up. She's going to be win millions and I'm just getting excited watching this, right? And she's putting hundreds in at a time and not winning nothing. So, you know, I feel sorry for this girl because she sucks at metal detecting and then she sucks at the slots. Well, everyone sucks at those, really. I mean, the house is always on top. Yeah, that's true. She does wear short shorts, so I guess that might have been why I was watching. <laughs> but that was the initial draw. There you go. Right. But it got me into watching this other guy, and his, uh, he goes around to like these different Cherokee casinos and stuff like that. There's one in Roland that he goes to quite a bit. And I'm sure you guys played there. Yeah, we then. have. Yeah. Well, he comes up there, and they do like a draw. They do like 20 people throw in... You know, two hundred dollars. You guys are getting interested in it. I can see. We're all leaning in. <laughs> I'm getting my phone out. So, they, so everybody puts in like two hundred dollars, and he goes in there and he max bets it, and it goes down, and whatever they win at the end is everybody splits up, and it is so much fun to watch. <laughs> I, and I don't know why, but I I think it is is because I've been to the casinos before. Yeah. You know, of course I'm poor, so I've got twenty bucks. You know, and I'm like, hell yeah, I'm going to win some shit tonight. <laughs> I put the twenties in and. Next thing I know, you know, two hits later, I hit the wrong button, and I'm yes, yeah. I'm feeling horrible the rest of the night. You mean you know? to bet fifty cents, and you hit like five dollars, and you're like, no, right? The max <laughs> bet no. button, you yeah, know, you hit it accidentally, or the default is max bet, so you always mm -hmm. have to whittle that down. Yeah, right. They do they do that on purpose? Oh they yeah, do. of course they do that on purpose. So 
I, I don't know. It, you know, you watch other people lose their money, and it kind of puts you in a situation where you're like, I'm glad it wasn't me. But when you win, you feel like a winner for some reason. <laughs> oh, yeah. Even though you ain't left your house, you're still in your underwear, hair's all messed up on one side. But no risk. I like it. No risk, all reward. A recent random video trail for me, I think it's called, like, Log Cabin Life or something. <laughs> and, like, one video, the episode will be titled, like, Supper Time. And it's just, this guy doesn't say a word. And it's just him in a cabin in the woods, and it's snowy. And it's supper time from start to finish. Like, he goes out and catches a salmon out of the river, and it shows him carrying up. He's got his dog walking by him, cuts the salmon's head off, skins it and all that. Then it shows him chopping wood to build a fire. You know, it's just like a whole, all the way up to, like, cooking the salmon over the fire and sprinkling stuff on it and chopping the onions and all that. And then he just sits down and eats it. And then after it's done, like, 18 minutes later, I'm like... What the f was I just doing? What was you know, I'm thinking just watch about the guy it. make dinner. I could do my own spin on that. We can go to Harps. I go pick up some spaghettios, right? Bring it in the house, put my little can opener on there. There you go. Throw it in it. Don't even throw it in the microwave. Just start eating it. In my underwear, watching slots at on room temperature. At this room guy's temperature. an animal. Right. A video of you watching other videos. It's I don't know if that's ever been done before. It would probably work. It would. It, it, it would make millions. It would. It would. Because I've watched videos before, and I'm like, oh, what a stupid video. And you scroll down and look at the stats. 1.2 billion video or billion views. I'm like, what? How? My wife, but I watched it too. My wife will sit for hours and watch those mukbang videos where it's just some little Asian lady eating, like, an enormous amount of food. I'm like, where's this food all going? But she'll have a plate, like, as big as a hubcap off a 15-inch wheel, and she just eats it all, and my wife's just sitting there watching her. It's kind of like a magic show, I guess. Right? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Is she going to explode? So to get back on topic... Yeah, 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 yeah. I was oh, watching... <laughs> I, was, I was watching a car uh, restoration video. Like a full-size car. Yeah, okay. a, real, a real car restoration video. I watch a DD Speed Shop, and that's one of my favorite ones. He's up in Canada. He's always, like, converting 57 tri-Chevys, 55, 6, and 7s, mm -hmm. four doors. He's cutting them down and making two doors out of them. So I'm sitting here watching this, and I fall asleep. It's probably noon or whatever. fall asleep, and I wake up, and there is somebody building a die-cast car. So while I, while I fell asleep, there's all this, the algorithm catches you know well <laughs> right. he likes cars well, maybe he likes toys yeah of course yeah. i like toys <laughs> yeah. so then it goes to what about toy cars you know and it throws that up and this guy's restoring these cars and i start watching it and next thing i know it's one o'clock in the morning <laughs> and it was so relaxing and i got so much you know just calm it you sure. know cal calms your add down a little bit mm -hmm. and i thought well, hell, I can do that. So I did, not knowing what to do, how to do it, or whatever. I just grabbed my phone, and I got a couple pieces of uh, poster board and set them up. Next thing I know, I was building these cars. So the very first video that you see me making is the first time that I've ever painted one of these cars. Oh, no way. With an airbrush, with airbrush paint, which is water-based, and I've never touched water-based paint before. So I've done, you know... You know, I've painted cars. I've painted engine blocks and stuff like but, that. But, yeah, by the way, this guy has restored countless full-size cars. Like, like that's that was your gig forever. You, do you still do that, too? Well, what what he means, what Joe means by restore is I get something halfway done and then I start on something else. <laughs> so I've got, I've got like eight or nine cars. I have one that runs. So uh, is it the dart? No, it's not the dart. The dart doesn't run now? The dart hasn't ran the, the, for the longest time. Oh. So. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> anyway, yeah, sorry, but I just wanted to let them know you do have a base in, you know, you do have a little bit of experience with large cars. Yeah, my dad was building cars when we were younger, and it I developed into that, and then I ended up running a, a speed shop for for a couple years and that really fueled my fire because I could get parts at cost. Mm. And then I'm like, well, hell, if I can build this Camaro, I can build a Chevelle too, you know, mm-hmm. started doing all that. And, but the thing is, is when you're poor and you want to build a car that looks like you're not poor, you have to learn to do everything. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, I learned how to do paint, body, engine, interior, you know, wiring and all that kind of stuff. And then that's what, that's how I ended up with, you know, the projects that I've got now. So how much of the paint expertise carried over from there to these cars? I mean, obviously it's, it's gotta be a totally different feel and technique, right? Yeah, but it's all the same, but on a one sixty fourth scale. So instead of a big arm stroke, it's like a, in the wrist right, or something. Dude. Right. It's the same, it's the same thing. It's, it's weird because, you know, you use a regular paint gun and then you use a airbrush for the little Little ones, but you still use, you know, 35 to 40 pounds of pressure. You still mix it all the same. Everything's the same. But what I did was I saw these other guys on YouTube, and they're, they're using, like, Createx paint. That's one of the one, main ones that they use, mm-hmm. which is a water-based paint. I've okay. never sprayed water-based before. Okay. And that's different from a solvent. And there's there's a big difference. It's like oil and water. It's, okay. There's a big difference you. between the two. So I just, well, hell, I'll just go to Hobby Lobby and buy some Createx paint and start spraying it. And I did, and for some reason, it was a Harbor Freight paint gun, and I sprayed it, and it worked. (laughs) So if you watch my first video, which I highly suggest you don't, because it's not the best, (laughs) but if you watch my first video, you will see the first time me spraying it. I spray it in the house, you know. (laughs) whatever, you know, it's in my living room. I'm just spraying the hell out of it, not knowing. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I did it, and it, it turned out good. It's one of my better builds, you know. I, and that was in July of 19? Sure. Yes, I'm it, pretty yes, sure it, it was. was. Yes, it was. I, I believe so. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, because that's when you're, I, I looked just to see when your channel started today, just out of curiosity. Right. And, and it's cool, too, because YouTube is very weird. And the reason why it's so weird is you, and it's kind of like a podcast. I don't know anything about podcasts. It's the first time I've ever, you we know. We don't either. Been, I've noticed. <laughs> <laughs> this is the first time I've ever been in this setup, but I, I'm assuming it's like the same same type of situation. You have to do it every single week. Mm-hmm. You have to, you know, try to hit the same crowd and just expand from there. And, you know, there's there's certain things that you have to do. And if you stray away from that, people will get upset with you and they will leave. <laughs> yeah. Because it's the internet and people can do whatever they want on the internet. Right. And people get mad on the internet, I've noticed. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have. <laughs> kind of a lot. Oh, my goodness. So, like, if you go through my, if you go through my stats, because there is a lot of stats to go along with this. And I've got two different programs that I look through. And it'll give you how your view time. So you can keep track of that. Usually mine's right in that. So the videos need to be at least 10 minutes long. If you have them a little bit less than 10 minutes, people don't feel like it's quality enough for them. Really? That makes sense. Yeah, they didn't spend enough time on it. I get that. Right. But if you have one that's 20 minutes long, they're already bored. Oh, wow. So there's a small window that you have to keep these people's attention. And then you can see your gender of who is watching. So you have, you know, mine is... 20-year-old females? 
<laughs> there yeah. might be one. <laughs> yeah. Mine is 99.9% 45 <laughs> to, no, 35 to 60-year-old male. This okay. room. This yeah. room. <laughs> yeah, yeah in, in the United States. <laughs> so if I want, you know, if I look at my stats and I want to be like the king then I just build 57 Chevys and 69 Camaros all day long. <laughs> and, that, and that's it, you know, and, and paint them bright red or black. Yeah. And that's, you know, put, put Craigers on every one of them. So that's, you know, so you have to do what people you would think would do if you want to succeed in YouTube. But then you have that, the whole artist thing where you want to do your own thing. Mm -hmm. So you have to decide between all that. So what I feel is my claim to fame with my 3,000, almost 3,000 right. subscribers, what I'm known for is uh, my different styles and way of painting. What that stems down to is I'm, I'm, I'm a cheap ass. <laughs> You're a MacGyver. You're the MacGyver of painting. Yeah, it, a poor MacGyver, and this is how, <laughs> this is how things work. So... I'm not, you know, the most smartest man in the world, but I like I try things and try to see if they work. So, Hot Wheels when they came out in 68, 69, and some of 70, I believe, they had what they called Spectroflame paint. Spectroflame paint is basically what we would call a candy. And if people don't know what a candy is, is you've heard the term candy apple red. Mm -hmm. Candy apple red is gold or silver, mainly gold. And then you have a tint in your clear coat. Okay. So when you paint the vehicle, you will see the gold shine through the red. Mm, okay. And that's where you get that deep color. Well, that's what Spectroflame is. It's just a tinted clear coat over the polished metal body that they had in when they first came out, when the cars mm -hmm. first came out. Yeah. So, you know, I'm watching these videos, and people are doing red line restorations and they're buying the Spectra Flame paint mm -hmm. and there's nothing wrong with buying Spectra Flame paint <laughs> from the dealers because there is a few red line paint dealers and they do a really good job but at the same time I have a hard time spending $20 for you know an ounce of paint damn yeah because you have to buy the hardener and then you got to clear over that if you want it to have a nice shine to it so I'm just like, well, hell, what am I going to do? I, I'm not going to spend this much money. I'm just ain't going to do it. <laughs> so, <laughs> put my foot down. So, what do I start doing? We're so middle aged now. Yeah. <laughs> so, so what I start doing is like, hmm, I want to make candy paint. I have access to YouTube. What can I do? So I'm like, how to make your own candy paint? So I, I, I just made the typing. Uh, with my hands, if you, yeah. if yeah. you guys can't see. No, yeah. He was um, miming typing. As yeah, that's what I was doing. <laughs> we were playing charades in here while we're, while we're podcasting. So in, anyway, I, I type it in, and I'm looking and searching and searching. I can't find anything. And finally, I find this dude. He looks like he just, you know, straight from prison. He's got <laughs> tattoos all over him, big beard and whatever. He's like, I'm going to build me a Harley. So Was it Sam? It was, well, <laughs> it was bigger than Sam. So imagine him a little bit bigger with a, a teardrop tattoo. Oh, shit. And uh, he's like, I'm going to build me a, I'm going to build me a, uh, I'm going to build me a motorcycle. <laughs> I'm going to have candy flames on it. But he's poor too, like me. So, he uh, 
found tattoo ink. And he's like, hell, I'm going to put this tattoo ink in this clear coat. I'm like, go on. <laughs> so he squares some tattoo ink in this clear coat and mixes it all up and sprays it. And I'll be damned if you didn't make candy. Wow. So I get on eBay and I'm like, tattoo ink. <laughs> and I'm like, I can't afford this shit. <laughs> it's cheaper Another for me. Another dead end. <laughs> it's, it's cheaper for me just to do it on by the Spectre Flame paint, you know, right. from the shops. So I'm back to the dead end again. And there's another option. You could buy anodized paint from AutoZone. They have metal cast paint. I don't know if you've guys seen it, but it's just, it's anodized. You can get purple, red, blue, purple, red, or blue. And if you want purple, you can also get red or blue. And you can mix red and blue and make purple. (laughs) But there's lots of choices. There's three choices, and you just do what you can with what you got. (laughs) And we have a guy that uh, is the master of metal cast, and he's really good. His name is Jim Silva. I told him I'd give him a shout-out. He's over in California, so... Hi, Jim. Does he have a channel? Or Yes, he does. It's Jim Silva. Oh, look up Jim Silva. Yeah. There you go. He's pretty funny. Um, he he does some good stuff, but everything he does is rattle candy. <laughs> his stuff looks better than mine. And it just <laughs> pisses me off, and I pretend to like him, but I actually, you know, really get hurt inside. So. <laughs> but anyway, there's there's a shout-out, Jim. It's a big man to admit that, though. <laughs> yeah, there right. you go. So back to this paint, what I what I wanted to do, so I'm like, what? can I do, can I use ink from a pen? And I take a pen apart and it's all stringy and nasty. My hands is covered in (laughs) red and blue ink. And I'm like, I just, you know, I just mess my hands all up again. Who cares? You know, you know, go to Harps and buy my SpaghettiOs and (laughs) different colored inked hands. And they're just looking at me like, what's wrong with you this time? What's going on? So I go to Hobby Lobby and I start walking around like I'm a basic white lady and did you have yoga pants on? I you did. have to wear yoga pants in the, in the Hobby Lobby. <laughs> Damn right I did. I was, I was yelling at my kids for fighting with each other and stuff. <laughs> Even though I don't have any kids. They were pretend kids. But anyway. You're I'm yelling in, at other people's kids. No, anyway. Sorry, I, go I'm ahead. I'm in there with a uh, uh, pumpkin spice, whatever. From <laughs> latte, yeah. Latte. Starbucks, yeah. Starbucks. Just the season. Walking through there, and, and I'm looking around, and there's different kinds of ink. There's India ink. There's alcohol ink. And then there's like all different other things. And I'm like, what can I do? What can I, I just start buying shit. I don't know. I think the first one I bought was India ink. And I can't tell you, I want to get all scientific with you and just like break down the chemistry for you, but I'm stupid. So (laughs) I'm not, all I did is I put some of this with this and I stirred it a whole lot. And it like, it's, it had like a bunch of, you know, you mix oil and water together. So you got all these bubbles. So I had all these ink bubbles with this clear coat. And I'm like, man, I just effed it all up. <laughs> and I kept shaking it and shaking it and shaking it. And, and I, what I did is I mixed it with a 2K urethane clear, which is what you would use to clear your car with. What body shops use. It's what we use to clear, clear coat cars. And you can get it at O'Reilly's or body shop places or anything like that. And... So I bought that. If I can get a gallon for sixty bucks, if I can get a gallon for sixty bucks, damn, you know, you break that down into the ounces. It's a, that's a million ounces you get out of that. <laughs> yeah. That's right, exactly got, a million. <laughs> I've got seven thousand dollars worth of paint, right here, <laughs> you know, in my mind. So sixty becomes seven thousand. <laughs> that's right. I'm excited and hell there. So, so I, I mix it up and spray it out. You know, while I'm in the middle of doing a video, you know, and I spray it. And I'll be damned if it didn't work. Yeah. And it turned out good. But it'll mess with you, too. Because when you spray it on, it, like, has this weird look to it. And it's all cloudy. And you're just like, oh, man. 
You start, you know, tearing up a little bit, <laughs> and then it'll start clearing out, and then it'll end up looking like that uh, little Roger Dodger we got there. Yeah, man. So while we will go back a little bit, I'll paint it over a base. What I usually do is I'll paint the body of the car after I take it apart. I'll paint the body of the car flat black, rust oleum rattle can flat. Black. And this is after stripping it to the bare metal, yeah, and 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 polishing, like yeah, just so they know. Yeah. I mean, you take it down to nothing. Yeah, I, I take the car apart and then I take the body and I'll put it in. I'll put it in some stripper. And when I first started doing, when I first started doing that, I had this little jar and I would stick them in there and then I'd pull it out. When you pull the body out, you know the paint was left in there and there's a little like green and red or whatever colors it is. So you know, I was explaining earlier when you get excited, you want to show your friends and stuff. You're like, you show them, you show them the video and then you look at their expression. You know, and you look, <laughs> like check this out. Look what I did. Look what I did. And I showed it to a friend of mine, and she was like, did you put that in salsa? <laughs> and I'm like, that does look like it salsa. It does, it does I'm going to use like- that. So I started calling it my hottest ball salsa. <laughs> so yeah, I'm going to stick it in my hottest ball salsa, and you put it in there. And there's some people that actually believe that I put that in there, and they're like, I had like habaneros or something in there. <laughs> it, it stripped that paint right off. But... <laughs> No, it's it's airplane stripper, guys. I'm sorry, or citrus strip, which is a how many scoville units is it though? Oh, it's a it's m- got to be high. Yeah, melt yeah. paint. Yeah, it melts your insides too. <laughs> just, but I'll let you try it. Is that something that has a pretty good smell? It doesn't stripper usually it, smell pretty bad. It used to. Strippers usually oh, smell really it's good. It's got uh, some kind of. Sorry, Joe. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, they don't, Joe. <laughs> so it's got some kind of. Polymethylene, uh, I just made that word up. No, no, I think you didn't, though. Uh, well, I don't know what it has in it, but it, <laughs> it has this stuff that's inside of it, and that used to be what started stripping the paint off of it, right? Until some dude took it to his bathroom, shut the door, and was stripping something in his bathtub and died oh, from the fumes, mm. so they had to take it out. So now I'm just like basically dipping it in water, hoping it, you know. Really? No, I, I don't dip it in water. I mean, it's it, it's, but it took but it's a, a lot far weak. weaker, yeah, way weaker. And it says all over the can not to use it in enclosed spaces. Yeah, in your bathtub. Yeah, yeah. It's strictly. It's got a picture of a bathtub and a circle and a freaking line through it. <laughs> and people still do it. <laughs> anyway, thank not you. Talking about me. Yeah. Thank you, guy who did that. <laughs> Anyway, strip the body down, and then I take the body, and I figure out what I'm going to do with it. If I'm going to paint it, like if I'm going to do a candy paint, then I will paint it black, and then I'll paint it with a silver or a gold, usually. The reason why I paint it black first is because when you paint a gold or silver over it, it's usually flakes is, is what it is. It's, it's just colored flakes. And that black will show through the flake. Hmm. And then that gives it the depth. And then when you put the candy over it, it all amplifies, but it amplifies in a color. And then when you're done with that, you paint a, a, just a clear, clear coat over that, and that's how you get the shine. See, you're like the Picasso of Hot Wheels, man. No, I just watch... Just the a, process that you just explained. I just watch a lot of lowrider videos on, on painting, <laughs> and then I just do, like, the scaled-down, you know, redneck version of it. <laughs> that's cool, though. So, and if you look at the little Savoy over there, it's got the gold on top. And if you look at it real close, you can see the, the black come through... Joey's picking up the Savoy and he's looking at it real close. We're gonna put we're gonna put pictures of these on our page and stuff. Yeah, I don't care. So people you. know what we're talking about. That's wicked. I brought over a few customs that I did so they can see, you know, my different paint styles and techniques and so on and so forth. Yeah, the van I watched this afternoon and and 
I mean, I don't know how long the video was. What was the perfect amount because I didn't get bored. No. I mean, it was probably 18, 20 minutes, something like that, would you say? Probably 11. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I try to keep it as low as I can. Keep it as simple as I can because you don't want to overcomplicate things because mm-hmm. then some people just get pissy. Yeah, because I'm, I'm not going to recreate that process, so I don't need a tutorial. I get what you're saying. Right. Like, I just want to see it happen. But right. it's very cool, especially this van. So can I... I'm excited. Talk about it. I'm actually excited to talk about your van. But it's just so clever because this was one of the first ones that I'd watched. And I'm talking like, you know, he'll take wheels off other things, uh, side pipes. This van had side pipes, but they were goofy looking, so he cut them off, put side pipes off of another Hot Wheel. It's got a hood scoop that's made out of an acrylic fingernail. I got that from the Dollar Tree. Yeah. He just like carved it down and put it on the hood. It's so cool. I mean, you just, get that idea. You just see that, that I made up. There is. A couple super groups uh, of diecast builders. One of them is called the Three Blind Mice, and it's three top builders. And they get together monthly, and they say, hey, we're going to build this this vehicle. So anybody who wants to be involved wants to build it. Well, one of the first ones that I did was a 62 or 3 Pontiac Grand Prix or Bonneville. It's one of those big cars. I can't It's been a, over a year or so ago. I forgot. Mm. And when I looked at it, I'm like, oh, I know exactly what I'm going to do. I'm going to do the Swiss cheese car, <laughs> you know, which is the car that they, the real car that Pontiac took from the factory and somebody cut round holes through the frame to lighten the car up. No way. Yeah, and they called it the Swiss cheese frame. <laughs> so they they had the 426 in it. I can't I can't remember. Anyway, I built a replica of that car. I made my own decals this time. And I built a replica of it, but it had a small hood scoop on it. And I'm like, what can I do to make a hood scoop? So I start, you know, going to stores and searching around, and I found these fingernails. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this is going to be funny. <laughs> Jim Silva's going to love this. <laughs> so... I cut one up, painted it, and stuck it on there, and it looked like the actual hood scoop. And then people look at it, and I'll, I'll hand it to them. I'm like, hey, that's a fingernail. And they're like, ooh, that's gross. <laughs> but From one of my victims. <laughs> <laughs> this is a true crime podcast. Right. Sometimes. 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 But yeah, like on this van, a lot of these old 70s vans, if folks don't understand, in early 80s too, or maybe up through the 80s, had like cool little porthole windows in the back and stuff. This one didn't, but Brian actually drilled out and filed out like heart-shaped porthole windows on the back. And then, how in Christ's name did you do the glass on the inside of that? Well, that is actually a package from Hot Wheels. The, really? The blister pack. Yeah. And I cut out, I had a, a, a skewer of some sort, and I carved out a little heart, and I put some fire to it and stuck the skewer through it and made the heart or whatever. I did steal that from Hodges, Hot Wheels. <laughs> George Hodges. Give him credit. Did that. I'm going to give him all the credit because he's a fantastic, he is the fantastic king, right? And he's actually the video that I was watching that got me into this. Oh, okay. And uh, I saw, I subscribed and I saw him, you know, go through these, these diecast cars and stuff like that. And he did a fantastic build. And I'm like, man, I've got to do one sometime. And the three blind mice came up with the fantastic build. Cool. And they wanted everybody to build that. So there was, you know, 20, 30 diecast builders building vans the way that they could, you know, yeah. with what they had and, and all that stuff. And that's 
you know, my interpretation of it. So, okay, because I was wondering how in the hell that you'd, because those glasses would bubble out. Mm-hmm. And I like, because I was wondering how you even got that, but so you heated it. And pushed yeah, it and I didn't, I didn't put that in the video because I, I actually, I just did it over at dad's house while I was working on it. So <laughs> I didn't even have any of my setup or whatever. So yeah. I would just, you know, they're having family time over there. And I went over there and I'm like, oh yeah, you know, that's cool. It's, and I'm playing with toys. <laughs> <laughs> whatever, you know, that's just, that's just what it is. Well, that's cool, man. And that's the thing, too, because I was excited just to kind of hear, like, every, all, all you guys, everyone in this room is a toy collector except me. So yeah, uh, some stuff. Well, some stuff, yeah, but no, nowhere near on the scale of you guys. And, I mean, just like when I, I bumped into Brian the other day, it's kind of why we're doing this podcast together now. Because, uh, you know, well, I, first off, I've known Brian for 20 years, more, 20. Uh, I, we, started, we started hanging out together officially. We started hanging out together probably in, I would say, 99. Okay. Somewhere around that area. We're all in a very small area, and everybody knows each other. Everybody's related. You know, I'm sitting here in a room with four guys that I've known for years through different situations. Mm-hmm. And it's it's pretty cool to sit in here because, you know, when we started out, we started out playing music. Mm-hmm. And my cousin Joe, uh, he was like my influence in getting into music, and he would sing, him and his brother Jimmy. Yep. And then me and Joe's like, "Hey, we've got to, you know, we got to put a band together. Let's do this. We're gonna, we're gonna rock. You know, we're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna be millionaires." So he's like, "Man, I've got this drummer. Oh man, he's really good." So we go over to your house. We set up outside. Yep, yep. And we start jamming around and we're playing and all that stuff. And then we ended up forming a band. Well, we start playing shows and stuff like that. And at the same venues that we're playing is another band, and that is Sam. Over here at Redbeard Sound. <laughs> yep. And he was in a band, and I found, like I said, I found the demo not too long ago. So oh, you like, did? I've oh, got music that, that everybody here is, wow. a, is has heard and maybe a little bit embarrassed of. <laughs> I know yeah. I'm talking for me and Joe. I don't know about you guys, because I've liked you guys' music. But we were playing the same venues, and I can't I can't remember if we have ever played like a show together or not. Probably, I don't think so. I don't think so either. Not one that I remember. I've thought mm-hmm. about it, and I've, I've looked back, because there's a bunch of like shows where there's like 10 bands played at one time yeah. or whatever, and I think that we've played like opposite weekends of each yeah. other. And everybody Probably. played it like Deja Vu yeah. and places yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. coffee shop. Yeah, yeah. So... Yeah. You know, me me and Joe was in this band, but you got to understand that I'm a metalhead. I've always wanted to play metal. I play BC Rich guitars. I, yeah. had, I had a Randall Warhead, which is, you know, Dimebag Daryl's guitar or amp. I have a signed autographed Dimebag Daryl guitar. Yeah. You know, and then we got Joe over here, and he's just like, you know, folk, blues, <laughs> you know, old country. <laughs> Freaking redneck hillbilly, I tell you what. Hey, I like the grunge shit, too, and Jim Blossoms and whatnot. So, and I didn't like the Jim Blossoms, so that's, you know, and we were in a band together. He hates the Jim Blossoms. Actually, we have a demo. They formed the clash. They just, (laughs) basically, (laughs) the funny, the, the ironic thing is, is I was in a 90s cover band not too long ago. And we actually went into the studio and we recorded Hey Jealousy. Yeah, I know. So, I and it's it. one of the best songs I love that it. we did. And it's three chords. Anyway, <laughs> so me and Joe was in this band. Our bass player was a metalhead. And then our other guitar player and singer was kind of, 
more towards Joe's liking than than it was ours. So there were some creative differences or whatever, and we kind of just we kind of split up. And next thing I know, Ivan came in and swooped up Joe. <laughs> no, actually, they swooped up me. Yeah, we we put the feelers out for Ivan. Oh, was yeah. this while you were still in a band with me, Joe? No, I didn't cheat. No. I'm just kidding. No, <laughs> it was actually after I promise, our. <clears throat> I promise I didn't know him. After our band dissolved, it was a couple years went by, and my buddy Jesse, who we talked about before, who wrote a lot of the songs for Jubilcane, you yeah, know, right. wrote a lot of the music. He was out after he would come over, and we'd stay up till two in the morning. And we'd write four songs, right. and he was always like, "Let's form a band." And I was like, "I don't want to." And finally, I, you know, I was like, "Yeah, let's do it." And yeah, and so we found a drummer, and then the drummer knew this guy. He's like, "Oh, I, mean, I know this guy that plays bass," and so that's yeah, that's how Ivan came into the picture, and that was in. 2001 maybe it's about yeah, 20 years ago yeah. yeah man so yeah. i guess it i guess it was and just so people aren't confused joe was the drummer for the band that me and him was in yeah but he's also a guitarist and a vocalist so when he went to the other band he switched instruments and uh front of the band yeah just just so we're clear on that because i know that can get confusing because <laughs> you know everybody's really excited to hear about the emo band that we were in i know right 20 years ago <laughs> no one's listening by They're now on the talk about their seats. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway we're all we're all connected in one way or the other and for some reason we can't get rid of each other so that's you know it's it's cool that we get to come in here and sit down and you know and, and talk about it and and all that stuff. So. And then I go and move ten minutes away from two of you guys, right? So it's only going to get worse. And you're like, hey, you play with Hot Wheels. I want you on my podcast. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> That's cool, man. We're still in like music together, just on kind of other spectrums of it. You know, I'm running sound. Joe's still playing sometimes. Two more times. I I'm run done. sound for Joe sometimes. And then and then me and Brian work together because he comes in and does merch, runs yep. merch booths for big band. You know, like yeah. National Acts come in and knowing people that you get a call and Brian's there working the merch booth for the band and I'm working the sound side of things. Well, so, I, Sam, you were just on stage with me just a few weeks ago playing I, music. That's true. Yeah. I was. Yeah. So let me tell you how that got set up because this is the weirdest thing that's like ever happened to me. And I have a lot of crazy weird things that happened and I can always, you know, show you on my phone, you know, I'm not lying, but <laughs> this, this is, this is weird. So like I had, I had some really bad teeth issues at one time and I was working at the factory that I worked in and my teeth was hurting real bad, real bad. I mean, horrible. So I left and went and had emergency surgery on my teeth. Dang. When I mean surgery, I mean they pulled two of them. But it was it was emergency, and they pulled two of them on one side or whatever. And, you know, we just got done with doing that. My face was all numb. I was still half high. And, I, you know, I drive home, which is <laughs> wow. weird how they let you do that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I drive home, and I'm sitting, I'm sitting here on the couch, and this is before the extended warranties started happening. But I had a phone call, and I looked at my phone, and it said Los Angeles, California on it, and it had this weird phone number I've never seen before. And I'm like, oh, man, who's calling me? What bill did I forget to pay this time? <laughs> yeah. And uh, I answered the phone, and dude's like, I got your number from somebody that works up here at the casino. Uh, would you be interested in doing merch for Everclear, the band Everclear? Oh, wow. And I'm like... Well, sure. Still got gauze in my mouth, and still blood hanging out. But it's Everclear, and I'm like, yeah, you know, I've always been a fan, you know. And he's like, well, it's not only Everclear; it's um, it was um, 
Fastball. Fastball and... Uh, uh, vertical Horizon. Vertical Horizon. Oh. oh. So it was like a trifecta. These guys were freaking, you know, it was yeah. all of So them. for people to know, Vertical Horizon, he's everything yeah. you want. He's everything. Fastball was... Uh, we the started walking. Yeah. yeah. And then Everclear, you know, everybody knows them. So yeah, go ahead. So, so here I am, <laughs> you know, I'm, I was you know, just out of a 90s cover band at this moment. And I'm like still stuck in the 90s phase. And I'm like, man, I get this, you know, I get to, I get to see the band for free. Well, it was a free show anyway, but I get to see the band, but they want me to do the merch. You know, I may I even meet somebody, you know. Yeah. Well, come to find out the guy that was, the merch guy was the bass player for Everclear. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I actually got to hang out with the band. Oh, yeah. And it's awesome. funny because, you know, and I'm not saying anything about, about any of these bands and I would never do that. But you could tell the level of fame that they had when I got there because I did merch for all three bands. So Everclear, I show up, and they hand me an iPad. They hand me this iPad. It's got the square on it. That's got everything that you could, everything you want, everything you need. Yeah. <laughs> Except that was, that was the other band. Yeah, yeah. it was still. Uh, so Everclear gives me this iPad, right? And it's got everything on it and, like... It's got the, everything's all calculated up, and all you got to do is swipe the cards. They, at this time, the casino wouldn't allow them to use real cash. It was card only at this, at this particular time. And it's the first one I did, so I don't, I don't, because after that, it's, it changed. So they hand me the iPad, and they got all their merch set up and everything. Cool. So after he leaves, Vertical Horizon comes in, and they hand me this iPhone to use the Square with. It's got a big crack across the front of it. <laughs> but it's still got everything that they needed on it, right? Yeah. Everything you want, everything yeah. we needed. Everything you need. Fastball comes up, smiling real big. They're like, hey, um, how you doing? I'm like, I'm good. You know, where's your, where's your iPad at? And you're like, you got an iPhone, right? You mind downloading the Square on your iPhone? Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> so I actually had to download Square and, you know, pull up their their settings and all yeah. that stuff and, and all that. And then the bands played and it was awesome. Fastball came out when they were done, they were drunk and they were, they were spilling beer all over Everclear stuff. Oh my God. You know, and it, it, it was kind of, you know, I'm just like, what do I do? Because it's like some of the most respected people in the industry, you know, in, in my point of view and all their equipment's being ruined <laughs> on my watch <laughs> by the other bands, you know, and uh, I didn't get to talk to Vertical Horizon, but Everclear came out. And, you know, if you guys follow Everclear any, you know that Art, the singer, has a soft heart. You know he does by his lyrics. His lyrics are all, you know, from him growing up and stuff that he had to struggle with all these years and all that. And so I think people could see that and kind of used him a little bit because they come up and they would tell him stories about how, you know, somebody's getting ready to pass away and, <laughs> and all this stuff. Why are you laughing, Joe? Because I know it's bullshit. <laughs> anyway, but they're doing that. And he's like, oh, man, well, I'm... too much, too, though. I mean, it's like, why would you do that? I know, right. yeah. Right, and they're all in line, you For know. For a free T-shirt? Like, yeah, and they're, they're like, oh, you know telling this soft story and Art's like so sad and like, you know, he's tearing up or whatever and he's handing people free merch. Oh, right? man. And I don't know what he's handing out. So at the end of the night, we're trying to get everything, you know, squared away. <laughs> the bass player's like, did, did he start handing out stuff to people when they were telling stories? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, that's been a, yeah, it's happened before. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess I didn't never know that was a common thing for people to do. I mean, to 
to just come up try and, to get free merch. I, you know, I don't, I don't know. I've never would have done that, but, the, but but that happened because he was just so well, soft hearted. When you get in certain situations, you start understanding things a whole lot better. Like I'm sure you know, with doing sound for people, you know, when you first thought that you were doing sound, it's going to be like you know. Everything's going to be set up. Everybody's going to work with you and all that. And then you start finding out who's who's the whiny one, Joe, and who's you know who's not the whiny one. I just one need and, more vocals in my wedge. That's all. And how pushy people can be and all mm-hmm. that stuff. And, and it's it's kind of the same way because when oh, yeah. you when you run the merch booth, people come up to you and you're like, "Hey, you know Clay Walker?" Because <laughs> I did one. I did his merch. I'm yeah. Like, I'm like, nope. <laughs> no. I I just live two miles down the road here. You know. <laughs> I, I'm just geographically convenient. I always assume those merch people traveled with the band. I always thought Me they too. just had somebody, but that makes more, way more sense. Like, why, why would you pay somebody to just, you know, work one hour a night? Or right, whatever? right, right. Well, you know, if any of you bands are looking for a merch guy and you want to take on a tour with you, yeah, I'm, I'm ready to go. He's your man. I'm talking to you, Guar. <laughs> oh, God. That'd be a hell of a tour, wouldn't it? Guar <laughs> listens, I think. So they, they, you got a good They know. probably do. <laughs> but yeah, I've, you know, I've got to do, I've got to do some, some stuff. And the, how they got my number is the casino employees are not allowed to touch the, the money from an outside vendor. Mm. So they need somebody that they could trust. And for some reason, they trust me. To handle these these bands money and stuff so they call me every once in a while and you know i've done you know like i said clay walker we've done um yeah clint black a while back yeah clint black that was a good show <laughs> and i'm not a country fan but man that guy that guy's he's roasting people in the audience you know yeah. he's a, it, it's it's a good show if you get a chance to see clint black live do it wow i yeah. know and this is coming from me i know i can't believe i'm hearing this from brian that's joe's, crazy joe's face is red right now i that's can't crazy. believe it surprisingly shred a guitar yeah. and his and his lead guitar player, but I mean, it was you know him and a lead guitar player up there, and both of them could just go to town. Wow. Well, the thing I liked about them too is because you know I don't I'm I'm not a fan of country, so I'm really harsh on them and their morals and all that stuff. And the it's always the bass player, but the bass player for Clint Black was. The guy That's that right. Ran, ran the merch. Yep. It's, it's always the bass player. player. You <laughs> know, Sam, no respect. Ivan, I think, if we ever had merch in ours, it was Ivan. No, nope, wouldn't have done it. <laughs> but any of you people out there that's ever been in a band, you know your bass player is the one that, the one that's going to handle that work for you. Well, it. he handles the Donna Manis merch. Well, and I did, all, I did all the CDs and the, and the press, kits. That, uh, press kits. You did all stuff. that. Yeah, yeah, Ivan did all that stuff. Man, the there life of a bass All player. I did was just sing and bring the sex appeal. You know what I mean? All right, let's move on. Sorry. All I did is <laughs> make the CDs and carry the beat. <laughs> Brian's the one that used to take off his shirt at every goddamn show. Yeah, I can't do that now. <laughs> you want to see my orangutan titties bouncing around while I'm trying to, while I'm trying to do high kicks and, and shit like Van Halen. Yeah, if we didn't have our shirts on, this would be called Dawn of Man Tits. All right, let's go. <laughs> Bada bing. All right. I love it. That was a quip. Thanks, I'm here all night. So anyway, we'll we'll get back to the we'll get back to the Hot Wheels and, and the diecast one sixty fourth scale cars. We'll get back to the painting part of it. So, you know, I went with the alcohol the I'm sorry, the India ink and it worked out really good. Then I ran out of that, so I tried alcohol ink mixed in with clear and it worked a whole lot better. So that's cool. Well, you know, people are getting tired of me doing ink restorations on these cars, so what what else can I do? Well, why don't I try fingernail polish? Mm. 
because the way I look at it is I know people that, that do, you know, nails for a living and they use airbrushes. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how they, you know, mask them off and stuff like that. I've, I've tried it before and it, <laughs> it, it's not real it's good. most but, of my hand. So I, I don't know what they do. <laughs> but if you, if you think about it, fingernail polish, you know, still has the metal flake in it and the sheen to it. But it's 164th scale mm-hmm. of real flake. Yeah. But if you paint it on a car, it looks right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what the the purple, the little purple Corvette that I've done recently. Okay. If you look at that, that's that's nail polish. And I learned how to spray that out of an airbrush. Now, there's other people that do that. I'm not saying I'm the first one to do any of this stuff Mm -hmm. here. But I've learned a lot of it on my own just by trial and error. Did you, like, jam up the airbrush several times? Yes. Yeah. (laughs) That was kind of a silly question because I knew you were going to say yes. So the easiest thing to do is uh, get the, uh, get one from Harbor Freight and then get the uh, warranty on it. Yeah. (laughs) And if you can't clean it out, you just swap it on out. Yeah. (laughs) That's a pro tip from your Uncle Brian here. Dang thing quit working. Don't tell the cops. It's like, I don't know what happened to it. I think it's a seal or something and it ain't ain't spraying right. Guy's like, look, looks like a sludge in it. (laughs) <laughs> it was like that's fingernail polish I can smell it, <laughs> but no. so so I did that, and then throughout the course of a couple years here of doing this, I've got a little bit of you know I'm not going to say a fan base, but I've got friends that watch the video that I've met through doing this all over the world. You know, I've got I've got a buddy that I've met uh, named Chris Staniland. I think that's how you say his name. He's over in uh, what's that place on beside. Australia, it's, uh, New, New Zealand. Zealand. He's from New Zealand. <laughs> <laughs> we'll edit that and make it look. Make no, it. no, leave it, leave it in there because I don't want him to think that you know he's he's like really cool or something <laughs> like that. But <laughs> every I, I talk to him, you know, usually on a daily basis and and stuff like that. And you know, he sends me stuff, and I send him stuff, and and then I ask him about you know his sheep, and then I don't want to ask any more about his sheep, you know. <laughs> I don't know if you guys ever seen the movie Black Sheep, and I'm not talking about the one with uh, Chris Farley. Not that movie, the the one from New Zealand, which no. is a horror movie. It is hilarious. Yeah, it's like these sheep. They like something happens to them, and they all turn evil. And, well, it sounds like Lamageddon. They're they're like chasing after people <laughs> and biting their legs and you know, <laughs> killing them and stuff like that. I there's, love that. I love it. There's one scene, and it's all, it's all I think about when I talk to him. It's like the only thing that goes to my head is like. The, these guys are driving in this truck and the sheep's in the back of it or whatever and, and they're driving and it like changes scenes and it comes back and then like the sheep's in the front seat of the car <laughs> with them or whatever and like he's like running from him or whatever and then they pan back again and the sheep's driving the car <laughs> and it goes off a cliff and like whenever you know whenever he says something and I disagree with or whatever I'll just you know send him that gif or gif or whatever you want to call it you know, of that sheep driving that truck off the cliff but anyway, he's he's done he does does a lot of stuff. But he uses what what we use called styrene, and styrene is like what model kits is made out of. It's the plastic, mm-hmm. and he will build like trucks and trailers and chassis and stuff like that. And he builds his own stuff. Wow! Damn. Like I've I've got to f- have something that's like already built, and I just paint it pretty, and you know, and then he'll he'll do this. But he just got himself a a. a resin printer so he's making oh, all wow. of his own like, oh that's before awesome. i came over here he sent me a picture of i don't know what the hell this thing is you know they're they're different over there but it's a <laughs> it's like the harry potter car the four oh yeah the, that they fly around mm-hmm. in yeah. yeah he's he printed one out oh wicked 164th awesome. scale and 
you know, he's he's going to paint it up and put it together and make something cool out of it or whatever. But, you know, you connect with people all over the freaking world. Oh, know? yeah. We have a fan that I like. It's, he's, he's like my guy that you're talking about in New Zealand. And oddly enough, he's in Australia. Yep. Um, and he's been a listener of ours for a while now. And, uh, heck, I t- all day long, he and I texted back and forth or messaged back and forth. Yeah. Just about, you know, all kinds of cool stuff. I just had, I found out that everything I knew about Australia was, was wrong. wrong. Literally everything I thought I knew, he's like, no, we don't do that. Silver, or, you know? Silver chair didn't come do... from Australia. Is that what you're saying? No, they actually did. I knew that. Okay. okay. I knew that. <laughs> it's like the only thing you know is like, hey, you know, Crocodile Dundee and, <laughs> and uh, Steve Irwin and uh, Steve Irwin got over there. And then you're like, yeah, Foster's beer. That's it. Is, is that, is silver chair uh, from, from over there. Are you know they, what? Are they still 16 years old? He was actually surprised <laughs> that we knew. He was like, oh, I didn't know they were big over there. Silver chair? Yeah, he had wow. no idea. Wow. He was like, well, yeah, they were they were huge here, but he's like, I didn't yeah. know. I yeah. listened to them daily. Almost. Yeah. Oh, yeah. dude, I said they were not, they were one of the biggest 90s bands. You know, they were massive. Yeah. I'll they, listen to them tomorrow. What the, <laughs> the, the craziest thing about silver <laughs> chair is when they started, they were kids. So, yeah. you know, yes. they're just like immature rock. And then mm-hmm. you, like, the next album is more mature. The next album is more mature. And then they, like, it's like they graduated and become, like, these, I mean, they're freaking Dude, awesome. like, Cemetery, Anna's Song. Um, Straight Lines. Oh, yeah, dude. That's, Without You is my favorite. Straight Lines is Ken's favorite song. He told me that. So, yeah, they really grew wow. into their own, man. Daniel Johns is a kind of a genius. Yep. Uh, so yeah, so listen to Silverchair, folks. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. that's that's our recommendation. Yeah. Without you, listen to that song. Yes. I don't know what it does, but it gets me. That's it, a good one. I think it's because it sounds like it's seven different songs at the same time playing. It does. Yeah, I, that's that's the only way I can describe it. That song gets me. Yeah. So listen to Silverchair. Watch Diecast Outcast. Yeah, that's right. your homework. Yeah. So after getting fairly popular with these people, you know, you're talking about you know Australia. You know, there's a couple guys in Australia that that you know i look up to that watch my channel one of them's pb's restorations and he's fairly new but he watched me do that savoy that's over here and then he built one and then he kept talking about mine while he was building his and it's so it's so cool to hear this hear this stuff and see this you know going on because you know some of these guys they'll give you shout outs and stuff like that and you don't know they won't tell you and you just watch your video and they're like hey brian over at diecast outcast and i'm like who the hell are you <laughs> How was that name? How was that name still available? That's amazing. Diecast outcast. Yeah, because when we were looking for podcast names, that's why we have what we have. Because every name is taken. Yeah. Okay, here we go. You're going to learn how I got this name. You ready for this? I'm ready. One of my favorite bands is Outcast. Yep. You know, bombs over Baghdad, Miss yep. Jackson. Bombs over Baghdad. So anyway, it's the only part I can sing the rest that, too that's fast. That's not. That's not how I got the the name. You know, Diecast Outcast came together, and that's like, oh, that's a, you know, kind of rolls off your tongue a little bit. Yeah. But here's what happened: I wanted to do customs, and I made a couple, just like two or three, before I even started the channel, and I put myself on a Diecast Customs page. Well, I didn't realize that the Diecast world, the guys. The, the grown men in the diecast world could be that the way they are online. Little caddy. Oh, my God. <laughs> it, it's, it's probably the purest. They can almost ruin anything. Like, you're doing that the wrong way. Is that right. the kind of the thing? Yeah, that's kind of it. Like, and you're doing the hobby, the thing you love to do the wrong way. is like, how the F can I do this the <laughs> wrong way? I love doing it. I mean, right. can't you look at it that way? But keep on going. I know what you're talking about. So, 
you know, if you're in any group, I'm an admin on a f- couple different groups, local car groups, the diecast group. Uh, there's some I don't even remember that I'm an admin on and on Facebook. But um, usually what happens if you're doing something and you're doing it successful and it works the way you want it to work, somebody's going to be pissed off about it. Now, the more successful you are, the more pissed off people are going to get at you. And when that happens, they don't agree with your rules. And you all of a sudden become Hitler. <laughs> I have been called that before. Oh, Jesus, yes. God. The Hitler Not of... Not Jesus or God. I've, I've been called Hitler. <laughs> it's never been positive. It's always negative. <laughs> but anyway, so that's, you know, that's, that's kind of what happens. Well, when that happens, they think, well, hell, I can do it better. So they make their own group. And then they try to bring everybody over. Like, well, this guy sucks. He's Hitler. You can't do this. You can't do that. <laughs> And then they make their own group, and then their own group fails or whatever. So first group I found was one of those side groups that somebody made. So I get on there, and I wanted to build a gasser out of the 55 Nomad that's been around since 1970. Oh, okay. So I get on there, and I'm uh, all excited. I've got all these new friends that I think I'm going to get ready to get. I'm like, has anybody made a gasser out of this dike, this, uh, the 55 Nomad? And then I posted like a, a picture that I got off Google search of the of the nomad so people could look at the picture and then get attention, pick for attention. And this guy's like, Why are you asking? Are you not even good enough to do one on your own? And then he just starts hammering in on me. Oh my God. And then he's like, You don't know what you're doing. You can never do a die cast. And it hurt my feelings. I felt like an outcast. With <laughs> 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 <Mr>. that K. <laughs> So I'm a diecast outcast with a K. So that's awesome. If you want to, you know, dig deeper, you know, you peel these layers off this onion over here. How <laughs> <laughs> y'all laughing at? I feel we're, we're I the, just I just went from podcast to therapy. Group. We're sitting on a couch right now. How did that make you feel, Brian? When when that happened? <laughs> Sorry, I asked. Wow. So anyway, go get this man some Kleenex. Anyway, like, well, I'm going to do a video. Um, on YouTube, and I'm going to show you that I can do it. <laughs> I didn't say that, but I'm just like, man, this guy's an asshole, you know? <laughs> so I've I deleted myself off that page and uh, remove group. Right, that's right. <laughs> Block. Block, unfollow. <laughs> I, found out, I found out a little bit later when I became an admin or a moderator of another diecast group that that guy was doing that to everybody that gets on there. So I don't know. He just, maybe he was Hitler and you know. He's just an unhappy fellow. He probably just needs a hug. You can tell a lot of the way you interact with, or how people interact with the world. A lot of the problems are they're just not happy. Yeah. Just, he's just not a happy guy. If you're a grown-ass man <laughs> fighting over a 97-cent toy <laughs> with another grown man yeah. over a 97-cent toy, yeah. things aren't going great for you. Neither one of us. Yes. And that makes you feel like an outcast. Well, I'm just saying for that guy, I mean, yeah, like like I said before the questions, like you're pointing out somebody's doing their hobby the wrong way. It's it's just right. It's crazy. It is. Well, Ivan, you Ivan messes around with like uh, I know that you've kind of restored some like GI Joes and and not really restored, just like well, I mean, taking good parts and yeah, piece them I mean, together. Sort of, yeah, piece them together. But yeah. didn't you even run into a guy that? You had told me one time, and I don't remember if it was GI Joe's or He Man. He Man. Okay, was uh, same situation. It's the band. So, so when when a He Man breaks, it's the leg bands that break. Right. So there's a method, and 
we'll get canceled for this, but there's a method to where you can take eye, hole, eye hooks, screw it in the legs, and use, like, O-rings from, like, what, right. O'Reilly's or whatever. I've seen bags that you could buy of O-rings to fix uh, yeah, action figures exactly. on eBay. Yeah. But okay. if you don't, if you do it that way, you're damaging the toy. Right. And so my, my defense is, like, well, I'm not reselling mine. This is for me, and I'll give them to my son one of these days. I'm not reselling them. Right. It's like, well, what if you forget and then you sell it and then you've sold someone a modified toy and you sell it for 10 bucks, but it's only worth five because you modified it. It's like, well, someone could look for one thing. And if you look at mine standing perfectly next to yours standing perfectly, it's standing. <laughs> it's, I'm not trying to swindle anyone. Right. Like yep. people will get so mad about, won't you fix it the right way? Well, because I forgot to order the stuff and I can go down to the parts store and get this. It's, it's yeah. a minute away. That is exactly how it is in the yeah. diecast world, especially yeah. with the red lines that came out in 68 to 74. I've even had problems with the same thing because you take an old wheel off that's you know, some kid chewed on. It's got teeth marks all over it, right? <laughs> and you can buy replacement wheels and put the replacement wheels on there. Well, people get upset over that. Why'd you take the original ones off? It's because they look like shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. That's why I did it. Also, I paid for it. And to top that, it's mine. Yeah, it belongs to you. Right. Yeah. Jeez. It's not like you're trying to sell it. It's all original. Like, I wouldn't do that. I'm not, I'm not a piece of crap you know i wouldn't try to sell it as all well, didn't you also catch shit from some guy because you had repainted part of a he-man or something and he came out you with this big diatribe about like the, the the original wear from play is like sacred or something oh okay well i posted a post about <laughs> ram man that's that's a rain man ram man i'm not wearing it anywhere <laughs> <laughs> i posted a post about how i like the wear marks on ram man on because it's like some kid played with it right and this guy chimed back, like, well, I, I didn't play with it. Like, I would never buy worn toys, toys because I, I, it means nothing to me. It's like, well, some other kid had, you know, it's like, right. You know, it's like, it's, it's like, it's like, it's a piece of crap because it has, you know, plastic. You should have said, sir, are you married? Yeah. I, I bet your wife, let's apply this to your wife. <laughs> I bet someone else had fun with her before, but you, you still have fun with her, right? I bet somebody rubbed some of her plastic off. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's just happens. I'm not married, Joe. <laughs> So, but I get exactly what you're saying. I don't, I don't like, I, I'm not one of those weird Hot Wheels guys that just collects them and got them all over the walls and stuff like that. You know, I got them in boxes and if I want to build one, then I'll just reach through that box and grab the one that I think would be fun to do that day. That's just how it is. But the ones that I do actually collect are movie cars that we had when we were kids. I have a bunch of A-Team vans. Awesome. I have some General Lees, and then I've got, you know, the Roscoe's car and Boss Hogg's car and Daisy's white Jeep. But my absolute favorite one, absolutely favorite, and uh, I don't have a picture of it, but I'll, I'll send a picture of it to you guys. My absolute favorite one that I have is a Smokey and the Bandit car from Ertl, and it is still filled with mud and doors missing off of it. It wow. is beat to hell. And you know that kid had a hell of a time beating that up. So mm, I'm I love not, it. I'm not going to do anything it. with that. I'm just going to put it in a glass case and look at it every once That's before. awesome. Yeah, see? That, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. And the funny thing about the, the Ertl bandit cars, we'll go off for just a second. Go ahead. Anything that Ertl did was, I, I don't know, like, what kind of drugs they were doing <laughs> when they were when they were building these cars. But it was <laughs> it was weird. Um, the smoking the bandit car. Which I know you guys know this car because you've I've sure. listened to your podcast and yeah. I've heard heard talk literally about it. talked about it's that a car. It's a seventy 
78? 77. I think 77, 77 78. 78. A, you know, they got the same teardrop headlights. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Same, same car. Well, they use a 75, 76, which hmm. is totally different grill, totally different taillights or whatever. They just had that, and then they get a sticker that said Bandit, and they stuck it on the side of it. It wasn't even a, it wasn't even a water slide decal or anything like that. Like, oh, wow. it's a tampo, they call. It's actual sticker. And they also did Cannonball Run. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. So in Cannonball Run, they had the Hawaiian Tropic car. And in that movie, I believe was a '73 Chevelle or Malibu. It was a '73, I believe, because they had the funky. Everything went weird in '73, right? With the yeah, yeah, it was '73 or '74 Malibu, I believe it was. Somebody can correct us. I'm sure that they will. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> okay, go ahead. Ertl found an '80s Bonneville, and they stuck Hawaiian. What? Tro- yeah, <laughs> they stuck a Hawaiian Tropic decals on the side of That's it. almost like He-Man with Battle Cat. It's like, put a fucking saddle on it. You yeah. know, it's like, hey, whatever, I guess. Fair <laughs> enough. Terms known as label slapping where a toy company just slaps a sticker on something and says, here it is. Yep. They had a Star Trek helmet at one time that had Star Trek on it. It's like, what episode have you ever seen anyone on with Zero. a helmet on? Yeah, no. You know? And it had even a light on the top. It's like, yes. Spock would not wear that. Yeah, it was just like a big like blue light Walmart special light. Highly illogical. Super weird. <laughs> so that's how I got Diecast Outcast name with that situation. And then I was, you know, making my videos, and as you progress, things happen and stuff like that. And you kind of brand yourself and all that. Well, if you notice my l- new logo, it's got a possum on it. Yes. A possum hanging off of an airbrush, and it's got this crazy mouse. And you got new music. New, yeah, uh, new music. You know, I talked about you guys about doing some music. Mm-hmm. So we may do that still sometime. I actually found a song that YouTube will let me use, and I paid for it, and I pay a monthly subscription for that one song, <laughs> but it keeps me monetized. So yeah, so you got demonetized a little bit back just over yep. that, right? Well, with everything, there's scams. And what I learned is that you can download free music that is free, that is non-copyrighted, that has no ties to it, and you can add it to your videos, and then you can go for six or seven months, and then they will copyright the song. Oh. And then they will take all your money. Oh, wow, wow. that is a scam. Yep. Wow. And if you use, like, normal programs, I use uh, Video Leap and Splice and all that, well, they they get these songs from these guys, and they'll add it, and like, you know, free, royalty-free music. And then I add it to it, and then later on, they're like, oh, no. That's my money now, bitch. <laughs> so that's what I learned ab- about that, and it's it's a it's a different animal too. You know, Google won't pay. Google is YouTube, you know, and they won't pay you until you make a hundred dollars. So I'm still two three months away from being able to get my second check ever in the <laughs> almost three years that I've been doing this. <laughs> we do it for the love of the game. Right. We, I mean, I know it's the same with your deal as it is with our podcast. We don't do this for the money. That's for goddamn sure. Right. And the, for the fame, no one knows. I mean, you know, I don't even... And that's another thing. Man, with YouTube, at least... You, there's a lot of analytics, right? And every video, you know you know how many plays you get and likes and everything. Man, with podcasts, it's really frustrating. Because it's hard... We talked... I just bitched about this, I think, on the last episode. So I apologize, people. But it's really hard to tell... We either have like no listeners or a hundred thousand, 
It's just really hard to tell. Yeah. There's basically no really good, reliable analytics for podcasts. So I don't know who the hell's even listening to this. 18 people or 18,000 people? Well, I, I know, know four. Four exactly, for sure. Right. And we have a, we have at least three or four pe- uh, serious, you know, recurring listeners I know of, for sure. So eight. That's, that's, <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> so with the, with the whole possum thing, how that started was I was staying over at my dad's house while we're doing you know, work on my house where my uh, studio set up where I do the, the diecast outcast videos and stuff. So I was staying over at dad's. Well, I have a cat and she likes to go in and out of the house whenever she can. So I got a little doggy door. So I go over there one day and this is, this is no lie. I walk over or I walk over, I go over to the house and I walk in and my studio is set up in my living room, right? I walk in and there's four raccoons, babies. Well, they're, Young adults. They weren't. They weren't. They weren't big yet. But they weren't. Young they weren't adults. babies. The young adult raccoons. I walk in, and there's like two in the floor here, one in the floor over there, and one is sitting on my freaking chair when I walk in, like sitting there. And I know that sounds like I'm making it up, but I just I can't make this up. Yeah. So I walk in and I'm like, what the hell's going on? There's raccoons running everywhere in this house. I mean, just darting all over the place. And like, I got two of them shoot out. Of course. What the hell's going on? Young adult raccoons. Of course, I love these They're animals. They're like, we don't know. I love these animals. Out. So I don't know whether to like get mad at them and shoo them out or like try to pet them. Right? <laughs> so I do what any normal male adult would do. And I tried to pet them sons of bitches. And I got, I got two of them out. And the other two ran into my bathroom. And I'm like, oh, they're traps. I slam the door. And they're in the bathtub, right? And there's one I'm standing on the other one's shoulders, and they're like hanging on to their life to the faucet, right? And they're like, <laughs> they're just like looking at me with the saddest look there ever was. I'll show you. I show. I, I took picture of it. <laughs> and I'm like, I sit down. I'm like, you little stinking dirty animals. You're not allowed in the house. Yeah. Okay. You get. You understand what I'm saying. You're not allowed in the house. And That's just, how you have to talk to young adults. They just it, make <laughs> bad decisions, right? Yeah. And I shoot them out the door. Well. I've had the same issues with possums. My dogs would go crazy, and they go out in the garage, and uh, they're barking. They're barking at my '72 Dodge Dart Swinger, and uh, I'm wondering, like, what the hell are you guys barking at the rear end of the car or whatever? <laughs> and they run to the front, and I open the hood, and there's two two young adult <laughs> possums hanging out in the car. They're just hanging out, just looking at me. So I do what any normal adult male would do and I try to pet him. Yeah. So I reach over and I pick... I pick. tries to pet everything. <laughs> Can't take him to SeaWorld. No, no. <laughs> it's not good. No, we won't leave. I'll figure out a way to stay I'm going to pet that shampoo. I'll tell you what. <laughs> I'm writing you and I'm writing you and I'm writing you. <laughs> so, so I, I pick up this, I pick up this possum and, you know, barehanded or whatever and pick it up and it's all hissing at me, drooling. And, Do you have your rabies vaccinations? No, by I don't. Way. And I have been bit more than once. Oh my god! And it's he's true, immune now. True story. Yeah, that's probably what it is. <laughs> so anyway, I've take, took pictures of that, and then I had uh, a baby come in the house, and the dogs were chasing it, and it ran up underneath the dishwasher, and I picked it up, and I'm like, oh my god! So I picked it up, and I'm like taking pictures of it and selfies with it and everything, and it's like stressed out, shitting all over me. <laughs> it doesn't like the media attention. <laughs> like it, it bit my I hand. I want to stay off social media, right? <laughs> It, it bit my hand, and I let it outside or whatever, so I'm, like, known as the, the possum guy, right? <laughs> but if you think about it, a possum is an outcast as well. Oh. Yeah, you see why we peel it off. It's not, it's not a mammal. Are you the possum king? 
in my possum kingdom. Yeah. Oh, little Toadies reference mm-hmm. there. Yes, it is. Yeah. Anyway, that's where I that's where I ended up with you know that because you know the guys on the in the diecast world. I, I put it on a video or two of mine, and it just kind of be, became the running joke or whatever. So, you know, I'll run with it. I like the little animals, so <laughs> you know, whatever. So that's kind of how that that came into play. So everything kind of fits together. Yeah, that's cool. After these messages, we'll be right back. Extra, extra. Dawn of Mantis now has a merch store. There are T-shirts, long and short sleeve, as well as hoodies. Just go to dawnofmantis.com and click the T-shirt link. Dawn of Mantis is brought to you by Redbeard Sound. Redbeard Sound provides music production, audio editing, and live sound engineering, and is where Dawn of Mantis records our podcast. You can find Sam's information on our website, dawnofmantis.com, or at redbeardsound.com. This is kind of off topic, but just from look at seeing this on social media, we I don't know, know that story. here, Ivan. <laughs> <laughs> no, we stay on topic, uh, and you don't have to even talk about it. But uh, you had some trouble with your neighbors a few years ago, and off and on for different things about cars and things. Oh, like we want that. to talk about this. I don't, I don't know. know. Are we, we don't have to. Can do we? You, do you want me to? <laughs> well, it, even if it's off, are off they still podcast. your neighbors? Uh, one of them is not. So are you safe to talk about it? We don't oh, want to restart. I, I have no problems whatsoever talking about any of this <laughs> well, stuff. Well, because I can only pick up on just parts, bits and pieces of it just on social media. I mean, people need to realize that. So, I mean, I was just going to oh, ask that, you point blank, true. like, what happened? Where did it start? Where did it end? Well, how it started. <laughs> He's folding his arms now. I'm getting ready to pull off my shirt. It's going to be, it's going to be, night, it's going to be 2,000 playing shows with Joe again, all, all over again. <laughs> So, how it started is I moved into this house in this neighborhood. And at this time, I was the only, one of the only males that was still alive. And all the rest of them were widowed ladies. So, how this started is when I first moved over there, this is about 10 years ago. So, it's been going on for a while. But when I first moved over there, we had a tornado hit. So, all my neighbors, you know, are elderly and like, Trees were down. There were sticks everywhere. So I went and picked them all up, put them in my yard, this big pile. Said you're supposed to come by once uh, every couple weeks and pick it up. So it didn't happen. We had another tornado. I don't know if it's tornado, straight line winds. Something happened, and it put all that shit back out. In. <laughs> so just where, where, I, where I dug it up, you know, grabbed it and put it in a pile, it just went back to where it came from. <laughs> so I went out again and picked it up. <laughs> well, the city didn't pick it up. And I wasn't real happy about this. I pay taxes. <laughs> Boy, we're middle-aged. Ah, where are my goddamn taxes go for? Right. So anyway, my grass got a little high. On purpose. I let it get I get a little hot. Got got I can't even talk. I let it get a tad bit high. And then I get a note on my door. So code enforcement came to the house and walked around that big-ass pile of sticks that they never picked up and then gave me a note for my grass being over six inches tall in places. <laughs> so I got upset with that. So what I did was I took a picture of it, took a picture of the pile of sticks, and I posted it on the city's Facebook page. 
And I said, I don't know why you guys walked around a big pile of sticks that you guys haven't picked up in two months to give me a notice for grass being over six inches tall. And then I put hashtag, I'll clean when you clean. (laughs) (laughs) So they were there at seven o'clock the next morning picking a big pile up. Hey, cool. All right. Okay. But then that poked a bee's nest with the code enforcement. Mm. So at the same time, <laughs> you're squaring off with the city. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm getting upset. Well, I'm also, you know, picking up old cars and bringing them home, and they sit in my driveway for a little bit, and then you know I'll end up dragging them in the back and and all that stuff. Well, apparently that's frowned upon in the city, <laughs> you know, by your neighbors because they think, well, my house value is going down, even though they're going to live in that house, you know, until they can they don't live anymore. I guess is the <laughs> <laughs> correct way to say it their house property is worth less because of the outcast that lives on their street with a k you see where i'm with going the with k, this yes Ooh. this goes back this is another see, we're peeling it was probably related we're peeling another pedal off this onion right now <laughs> so i start getting letters little little things hanging on my door you have this in your yard and it doesn't need to be in your yard you have this in your yard and it doesn't need to be in your yard, so on and so forth. And when I'm talking about that, I'm talking about like non-running vehicles in the front yard. So I, I can kind of see why they're anxious about this, but at the same time, I'm not partying. I'm not up late. I don't bother anybody. I don't play loud music like I used to. They don't see me unless I'm out in the yard once, whatever, because I became a hermit for a while, you know. But it hurt some feelings. It upset some people. They were worried about, more worried about what was in my yard than they were in theirs. And then we started kind of bickering back and forth. <laughs> they would call the city on me. The city would tell me what I need to do. I do what the city says. They would call the city on me again. The city would make me adjust what I just did, <laughs> so on and so forth. And I'll give you an example. I went to Salisaw Drag Strip. Mm-hmm. They had just recently closed down, but uh, back when they were going, I went down there, and there was an old man in a third-gen Camaro, which is a 82 to 92. Uh, it was tubbed and all this stuff. This guy was like 80-something years old. He's on the track. Oh, my God. Yeah, and he's barreling his ass down this track. It's an eighth-mile track, and his throttle stuck. And he went past the barrier, and I am not kidding. He flipped Upside down, went over the highway on the other side of the track and landed in that ravine. Oh, my God. So we had to pull him out of the car. Ken Carter, eat your heart out. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Yeah. This is the crazy thing about this. And like I said, I am 100% being honest with you guys right now. Now, I don't know if the cop didn't want to do his job or if this is really what the protocol was, but the car wasn't tagged or insured. Because it was a strictly a race right. car, mm-hmm. but it didn't touch the street either, so he wouldn't give him a ticket. <gasps> oh my god! Because he flipped over the street. Oh wow! <laughs> right. So he wow. would, he wouldn't give him. A, he didn't get a ticket for it. That is awesome. Crazy. But where I'm going with that is, I had purchased two second gen Camaros. Had an IROC. I remember that the white one, mm-hmm. and then I had a red uh, a red RS, and. They were both parts car. Neither one of them were good enough to, to build unless you really wanted to build one of those cars. So I gave them to him because, you know, I think the cage was still good in his car and there's a few other parts. So I'm like, okay, you can have these cars. Thing is, is I don't have a trailer. You'll have to come get them. And he lived over in Muldrow or something like that. 
it took us about seven months to actually get the cars moved from my place to his. So they were in my yard because they were at somebody else's place. And then they found out that I have gave them away, so they ended up bringing them to my house so these guys can come pick them up and take them to Muldrow. So while that was going on, the cars, if you drive by real slow and you squint real hard, you could see them by the fence. <laughs> <laughs> Neighbors weren't having it at all whatsoever. So I get a note. They tell me that I need to move it 10 feet away from the fence line, so on and so forth. Inside your own fence? My own fence, yes, You couldn't sir. have it close to your own fence? Yes, sir. Okay. That, all right. So I went and got a chain, and I borrowed my dad's truck. If he hears this now, he's going to realize that's what happened. But <laughs> <laughs> I, put it, I put the chain to the cars, and I drug them forward, you know, spent a whole 45 minutes doing it. <laughs> Made me mad. Anyway, I get another letter from the city. And I'm like, I call him. I'm like, dude, what's going on? And he's like, well, if your neighbors can stand on their back porch and look over your privacy fence and see something they don't like, it is within, it's not within code. What? They don't like? That's a pretty broad term. What if they don't like your above ground pool? What if they don't like the post I put on Facebook about I clean when you clean? <laughs> that's where I'm getting with that. Uh, yeah, I know. That's, yeah. that's, how, that's how I got a little bit. You put bit, a target on yourself. I did. And it got a little bit petty. So... That kind of happened. And then I found out who was doing it. Because, believe it or not, I'm a jack of all trades, master of none. Jackass of all trades is what, you know, I'm referred to. <laughs> but I was making T-shirts and stuff, and I ended up making T-shirts for the local bridge club. <laughs> and one of his neighbors was in the bridge club. But that's not who ordered the shirts that I was making. Is a good friend of mine. And that lady was bragging about what she was doing to her neighbor. Oh, and it came back wow. to me, and I found out. Oh, okay. So I'm like, "Girl, <laughs> girl, hands so, on the hips, Z snap." Yeah. So what had happened next <laughs> was I'm so glad you brought this up, Ivan. This is well, I thought know, it'd be pretty good. And let me explain what these cars are. I'm I love going back through Facebook memories in my head right now. <laughs> I think Man, I've I, seen all these posts. I got a lot of stalkers here. This is weird. I love it, though. I love it. Feed my ego. Forget about my YouTube. Anyway, so so this is the kind of cars I would get. And this is not a joke as well. I don't really know about y'all's taste in cars, but I know that me and Joe's got kind of the same taste in some stuff. We like the really weird stuff. Mm -hmm. And I ended up finding a 72 Ford Pinto. And I was excited about it. But the guy that got it from was not excited about it. And he got it in a trade with a bunch of different vehicles. And he posted it as a joke on Facebook. And I'm like, I want that car. <laughs> I'm using my hands again, by the way. Miming the keyboard. I want this car. I got to have it. Got to have it. So he's like, okay, what do you got laying around in your yard that you'll trade for it? And I'm like, oh, man, I got some die-cast cars. And I got a set of headers. And I got, like, some chrome valve covers and 50 bucks. And he's like, sold. Oh, that's awesome. He says, <laughs> I, I love shit like that. <laughs> I will deliver it to you. And it was from the next town over. I'm like, that's even better. You know how I know we're super alike is because a few months ago, I almost bought, like, a 74 Pinto wagon. It was, like, six grand or hatchback or something. Nice. It was super ugly. I wanted it so bad. But by the time I talked my wife into it, it had sold. Proceed. So this is this, this is another one of those weird true stories. I can go back and find the pictures. 
But this dude brought the car to my house and dropped it off. I was working evenings and nights or whatever, so, like, when I would wake up, I'm like, oh, no, I got five minutes to get to work, which is 15 miles away. <laughs> so, anyway, I would go to work, and then when i come home, it would be dark. So, I wouldn't, I'd, I'd car set in my yard, or sit in my driveway for two weeks before I even looked at it. Not running, big dent in the side of it, you know, but it was a 72 Ford Pinto. You don't see them. It had some good parts on it. It would have been a really good parts car, or if you wanted to build it, you could. So, I do, and you guys are going to know exactly what I'm talking about when I say this. And all the car guys listening is going to understand this too. You have to sit in your car. Oh, yeah. You have to just sit in it for the first time. No, not even if it don't have a seat in it. Or a gotta, windshield or nothing. Yeah, you have you to sit, sit in it. it. So I sit in this car, but it was like, I get I got home about 10.30 at night. So like 10.30 and I'm like, I'm going to sit in this car. <laughs> I got, I got to, I'm just itching to sit in it. So I open up that door and I sit in it and I'm like, man, this is cool. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Man, and this is cool. Yeah. And of course, it's dark and I don't see anything. So I turn my light on, right? On my phone. And I'm looking around. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's freaking awesome. It's got a under dash AC kit. Oh, the added, yeah. Aftermarket under AC kit. Freaking awesome, right? So I'm excited about this car. And then I pan around to the passenger seat and there was weed everywhere in that car. What? I mean, just there's pot leaves. All over this place. Oh, my God. And I'm like, what the hell is this? <laughs> like, I've never been around this before. Is this marijuana? And is it a marijuana cigarette? I, th I thought it was a palm tree for a minute. <laughs> or a, or what is it? Anyway, those uh, plants that they have around McDonald's all the time for some reason. Yeah, that looks so suspiciously like marijuana. Right. You know, just giggle at it, you know. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, I look at it, and, there's a we and what I think had happened is the guy that I got it from... The guy that he got it off from, I, I'm thinking that his son was drying it out in that car and it was sitting in a field and didn't know that his dad had sold it. It's kind of <laughs> what I'm thinking is going on. Because it was like strategically placed out. But I don't, you know, I don't know enough about, you know, weed or anything like that to know if like asbestos and shit for the 72 Ford Pinto coming up through <laughs> or whatever is like a good high or bad or I don't know. <laughs> But there was drugs all in this car, right? So I get a hold of the guy I got from. I'm like, dude, you're in trouble. You know, you're a drug dealer and you don't even know it. And it was funny. And then I sold the car and I never cleaned it out. That guy bought it with weed all in it. Oh too. my God. He's probably like, score. Right. But I told him, I mean, like, there's a lot of weed in it. You know, you can throw it in the trash if you want. I don't care what you do with it. Get the car out of my way. <laughs> so, speaking of drugs and cars, I had a chance to get a big huge E250 van, right? Awesome. So one of my best friends ran a tow truck, towing business at the time. So he gets this van, and it was repoed because they arrested some guys that, that, had, that had it, and then they ended up going to jail, and the, the van was the tow company's then. So they was looking for parts, and they went to take the dash out of it, and there's little baggies of meth that fell out of Ooh. it. So they had to get the cops up there and get them involved. So, you know, obviously I wanted the vehicle. So they called the cops. Cops went and looked through it and did their check and all that stuff, and they got the van running, and it had a it had a 302 in it. Okay. It had a, uh, I can't remember what transmission is, four-speed transmission, whatever the Fords have in it. C6 I, it's, it's or something? AO, it's an AOD. Oh, okay. what it was. So it had a fuel-injected 5.0 and a AOD in it. And nice. it ran good. Nice. And a friend of mine had purchased it from them because they had, they went and picked up chicken catchers for 
the local chicken plants. And it's guys that were felons that didn't have license and stuff like that. And they would go pick them all up in this van and then take them to work and then take them home. So it's it was one of those vans. Well, they decided that they didn't want that van anymore. And she said, Brian, do you want this van? And I was like, yes. She's like, okay, come get it. Free. You're shitting me. Free van. Now, let me, Dude. Tell, you, let me tell you what this van looked like. This van was very large. It was maroon. It had red tape for the taillights. <laughs> the windows on the side were busted out at one time. So they went to Lowe's. They bought plexiglass. Plexiglass. There you go. And then they took that's the sh- correct fix. I yeah, right. they took sheetrock screws. <laughs> okay, <laughs> and that's how they fastened it to it. And then oh they, my god! They cocked around it so it wouldn't leak inside. Of course. And then they wanted to tint it, so they spray painted it black. Zero <laughs> percent. Wow! I believe that's what so. They that's what this this van looked like. So I brought it home, and the reason why I got it is because I had a '72 Ford Maverick. You that wanted need, the needed the motor and transmission. Yeah. That would have been perfect to put in that car. Yep. So that's that was the plan. One of my many schemes, you know, that's what I was going to do. So I drove it home. Well, two days after having it, there's another note on my door. <laughs> and it's from the city. Well, it runs and drives, though. They don't know that. You look at it, it's abandoned. Uh, okay. Yeah, it had that appearance. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, what they considered non-running, they have a big, long list of things. And you can pick any three things from the a la carte of what is wrong with the vehicle and they can actually take the car from you. You're kidding me. Yes, they can. And it's flat tire, um, busted taillight, no tag, cracked windshield, stuff like that. I mean, I understand. Most of the things on that van. I, everything, <laughs> everything on that van. They took a picture of that van, made a list, and then came back to my house and said, this is, no. <laughs> <laughs> this is the list. So... They, I, I told them, like, it is a running and driving van. They're like, well, it's not registered. I said, it's not registered because the title is in the state of Arkansas. You know, what am I going to do? I can't call them and say, hey, I need this title now. It's being processed. It's in a process right yeah. now. And it's because it was a, it, they didn't have a title and they had to get a. File for a lost fi- title. File yeah. for a title. Yeah, for, yeah. And that takes the, time. Through the tow truck business. Mm-hmm. So. We were arguing back and forth on that. They said, well, your neighbors need to know that your vehicle's run, so you need to move it at least twice a week at a different spot in your driveway so they know that it's a running and driving vehicle. Golly, man. Or just pull the muffler off, go out and start it, and just rev it really loud. <laughs> at 3 a.m. Yeah. Well, you're about to hear what I did. <laughs> so He probably did some shit worse than that. After that happening twice, I was done with it. I was done dealing with it. You know, they didn't want to see it. So I parked it on our property line in my front yard. Right there when they walked out the door, they could turn around and they would see it. <laughs> it was the first thing they'd see when they came out of their house was that big-ass, ugly van yeah. sitting right there. <laughs> I'm sorry. You know, I have nothing better to do but to be as petty as them. <laughs> but I drove and moved it there. I did. Yes. Yeah, I did. Didn't drag it there. So I moved it over. Oh, ooh, they were ha- unhappy about that. So... It sat there for a couple days, and I walked out there, and somebody had taken a bat and went all the way down the side of that van, on the side closest to the neighbor's house. Oh, they, hit, they hit the van? Right. And, you know, if if I didn't look, I wouldn't have noticed because the van was trash. But it's my trash. <laughs> yes. 
back to the possum thing again. <laughs> it's my trash, okay? Yeah. They're older older people, and they had a garden, and they took all their leftover vegetables and threw them in my yard all around the van. Oh, my God. And, it, yeah, it got petty, so you know what I did? <laughs> <laughs> this is what I did. When I worked at the speed shop, the last time that I worked there, my boss called me, and he's like, I've got the funniest thing. I bought this for you. You need to use it. And I'm like, okay, there's no telling what this guy had. So I pulled up there. So you ever go to a dirt track race or a monster truck rally or demolition derby or something, and you get a whiff of grape or bubble gum or cherry or something like that. It's a top-end lubricant, and it has a fragrance in it. So it's a fuel fragrance. No way. It's used for, like, alcohol and stuff like that. And you just, you know, one bottle does a 55-gallon drum. (laughs) Yeah. It's pretty strong. (laughs) So, and it's it's just a fragrance, but it's also a top-end lubricant because those higher-octane fuels have less lubricant in it uh, that keeps, you know, your your motor happy. I'm not going to get into the, you know, details of what, you know, you got to do to keep your motor happy. (laughs) That's that's what you do. Well, this flavor was called, y'all ready for this? Reefer Madness. Oh, Oh, my God. And it smelled like somebody smoking weed and then trying to cover it up with cheap cologne. <laughs> That's exactly what it smelled like. So a couple drops went in my lawnmower tank, and the rest of it went into a full tank of gas in the van. And <laughs> since the van needs to be... Oh, my God. <laughs> since the van needs... The, the neighbors need to know that the van runs, I let it run until it was out of gas. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so it just the, sat there and idled? Out of courtesy, yes. <laughs> at, courtesy at this time, for I, them. I didn't care how much water it had in it. Yeah, I didn't care if it got hot and died on me. I didn't care. I would just start it. I would just sit there and stare at it, you know. <laughs> and it was like, oh, it was so fragrant. Oh, it was so fragrant. <laughs> and it stunk up. It stunk up half the town. I guarantee it. You know, what's real sad is I got I got churches on each end of my street. So. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, it was cool. Anyway. I ended up getting a ticket over that. You did? Not over that, but over the van, and they kept on, and, and that was pretty much the last straw on the van situation. I ended up, you know, going to court, told them what happened. I'm like, somebody took a ball bat down the side of it, and they're like, well, sir, the van, and they just didn't even care about it, and then I had to pay for the court cost plus whatever the ticket was. Oh my it was God. like 300 bucks or whatever, so I had a, a local salvage yard come pick it up, and, you know, it, it's gone. So that was almost the end of the situation. <laughs> and then I had this last this last little bit that had happened. And I'm, I was petty again, and I'm sorry. I mean, I, I was bored. But, you know, I'm, I'm like one of those fire and ice type people, you know. You know, if, you're, yeah. if, 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 you're, if we're cool, either we're cool. You know, I'll do anything for you. But if you, you, you're not cool and you make it apparent that you're not going to be cool to me, I'm not going to be cool back either. Well, that's me too. I mean, yeah, I'm the same way. But yeah. I, 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 I kind of like confrontation. Oh well, I don't. But so, <laughs> I'm just done. Like if if you're not cool, then I'm just done. So no confrontation. I had this little old lady that lived behind me, sweet, sweet lady, and she had passed away. And her, a daughter and granddaughter was kind of taking care of the house, but they live in another town and all that stuff. So you know, just randomly, when I decided to mow my yard, I'd mow their yard too. You know. Whatever. Didn't this all start with you picking up branches out of other people's yards too? Right. 
Yeah, I just like to remind people of that. Okay, go ahead. No, I don't care what people think. You know, I'll fight you. Well, no, still, I mean, like, that's just crazy. They ended, Like, you cleaned out their yards twice. So this is what happened. I had, I've been working, you know, so on and so forth. And, and for a while, I had, like, three different jobs. I was doing this and doing that. Actually, I painted a mailbox for, for Sam. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was one of the jobs I was doing. It was just custom mailboxes. And I did custom T-shirts and decals and stuff like that. And then I was working a full job at the factory and all this stuff that was going on. So... I didn't have a whole lot of time to just, you know, put my Daisy Dukes on and do my, you know, flowers in the, in the yard all day <laughs> like they wanted me to do, you know. But whenever I'd get a chance, I would mow my yard, their yard. I mowed uh, a couple other yards down the street. I just randomly do it. They didn't know I did it. I just did it. Wow. Why not? You know, if I got the gas to do it and got the time, why not? Why not help somebody? You know, yeah. if you got if you got the means to do it, help them. Yeah. And. The lady that lived behind me that I mowed her yard was having a yard sale. Well, her daughters and stuff was having a yard sale and all that stuff. So instead of me mowing my yard in their yard, I went and helped them with their yard sale. Well, at this time, it's like right around that weird, you know, springtime where it's these little weeds that pop up real quick. It's got the little ball on top of oh, it. You yeah. know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. I had a bunch of those just pop up. And then so did my neighbors because our yards hooked together. You know, I helped them all day or whatever, and I was worked my ass off moving furniture and helping people load their cars and, and all that stuff. And I got home, and there was another note on my door. And my grass was six inches tall in some places. You mean so these little weeds were? Right. But so was the yard that I was in all day doing the yard sale, and they didn't get one. And your other neighbor's yard. Right. And I'm not going to get into the politics, but there's politics involved. Of course. So... I was really upset again. I had one Bud Light. I wasn't real. I wasn't real happy about it. So, posted it on Facebook. One of my rants, you know. Well, somebody tagged in the code enforcement that wrote the letter, and he started arguing with me on Facebook. How did he justify only giving you the letter when the other surrounding yards were identical? He said, "I'm glad you said it. You just set me up, Joe." <laughs> he said. I will meet you and show you Monday exactly what is wrong with your yard. I said, you want to meet me? (laughs) Perfect. So I got in my car, and the first place I drove was where the city has a bulldozer with the weeds above the tracks. Wow, that's tall. Uh, Yeah. That's like two or three feet. I kneeled down and took a picture of me beside it, and I said, how about you meet me here? And I posted it. (laughs) (laughs) oh my god so then i'm not finished so then i drove to the sign when you first come into the town it says welcome to the town Mm -hmm. and the weeds was as tall as the sign (laughs) so i took a selfie with me beside it and i said or you could meet me here (laughs) oh my god and then I went to where they were doing uh, construction because they had a bright idea to do construction uh, over by the pawn shop. And they had messed up the road and then they got a petition and changed it or whatever. But where they were working all day, every day, the weeds were 12 inches taller. So I laid down with my hand on my face. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, like a, a glamour shot? Fabio pose. <laughs> And I took a picture beside that and I said, how about you meet me here? (laughs) 
we can meet at any of these places you would like to meet. Yeah. And uh, he blocked me. And I haven't heard anything from him since. No way. Anybody. Wow. How long has this been? It's been about almost three years now. Oh, three years? It's been that long. I thought you were going to say like three months. So, wow. So, I, I wonder what was the thing. I wonder what was the catalyst that finally made everyone... I think that the the main guy in in the the office had the one that I poked, you know, poked the stick at yeah. to begin with, moved to another position. Oh, and yeah. then after that, I haven't had any issues or whatever. And the sad part is, is me and this guy gets along when we don't have to work with each other. Mm. We're we're cool. We're good. We're friends. Yeah, but. Seeing that we all have to work in the same area. <laughs> when did your neighbors move away that were next to you? Was that soon after or something? I don't even remember. I yeah. just know that one day they were gone, and then I got these new neighbors, and they mow their yard when I mow my yard. <laughs> yeah, you know, that kind of happens. Right. I lived, I just lived in a suburb for nine months, and then I moved out again. But I noticed uh, I would do that, or, and I have to admit, when my neighbor I would see my neighbor sometimes mow his yard, and I'd look at mine and be like, "Ugh, now mine looks like kind of like shit." So I would mow mine. Right. And then one time, I uh, I got a. It was right before we moved. I rented a, a power washer. I pressure washed my driveway and sidewalk and everything. looked great. And two days later, my neighbor across the street was pressure washing. It's just funny how that works. I guess yeah. everyone yeah. just gets the idea. I got a neighbor that does that. Every time you mow within a day, they mow too. Yeah. So a lot of times, I'll look on my weather radar. It's like. Okay, it's going to rain in 30 minutes, and then I'll mow, and then that guy can't. I love it. <laughs> yeah, he's got a neighbor. He's a, he's a different kind of petty than I am. Oh, he's I am. under well, the radar. That, that guy's called the cops on me before for music. And on stuff. us, yeah, right, on yeah. Ivan and I. Yeah, yeah. and it's funny because I like Ivan knows everybody, so the cop shows up, and he's like, who called? What are you guys doing, you know? Yeah, and, and so- he told me. He said, well, over there. You know, he just point. You're not supposed to, but he did. Uh, but it's one of those things. I just did that just to mess with the guy. Yeah. So if you guys want to tie in a little bit more to this, we're tied in together, not Sam, just us. We're tied in together by animals. Oh, yes, oh, we yeah. are. I forgot about that whole part of it. So yeah. I've got a funny little story that had happened that involves the animals. Mm-hmm. And basically, Joe had a dog. Beautiful Pomeranian. Has. He's still alive. He's still 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 alive. 14 years old, man. Oh, my God. Still kicking. Woo. D-man. Guys, this dog is absolutely freaking gorgeous. He is a beautiful man. (laughs) (laughs) And and so is his dog, man. (laughs) Thank (laughs) you. I'm I'm talking about the dog. I'm not talking about you, Joe. There's a reason why you only listen to you. Anyway. <laughs> hey, our pictures are on the thumbnail now, okay? Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. That's probably why you don't have down. the views. Because, anyway. <laughs> they went, no, our female listenership were skyrocketed, believe it or not. <laughs> okay. Yeah, doubled. We, yes, we call it the great tsunami of, no, go ahead. Right. So, anyway. <laughs> so, Joe had this dog. And then he had another dog. It's an old-ass dog. Chihuahua Papillon Mix, uh, we believe. She's Brindle. Uh, her name is Dipsy. And she's a cranky old bitch. And the reason why I know this is because <laughs> I ended up with the dog. How many years ago? That was a long time. Uh, At least 10. No, or- no, no, no. It was eight years ago. Eight, okay. okay. And the reason why I know that is because the Pomeranian and the Papillon Chihuahua mix had puppies. A few few litters. Several litters, yeah. And I ended up with one of the puppies. And Ivan ended up with the sister. 
Yeah, well, actually, two of the puppies. Yeah, you got two, two, yeah. two of yeah. them. So you yeah. have Penny and Sadie. Penny and Sadie, From two different litters. And I have Paisley. So when you have a dog, it's got to have the the I E or the Y ending in it. <laughs> yes. So those so Dipsy Paisley and Sadie. Sadie. Yep. yep. So anyway, our dogs look just like mm-hmm. they've got the Papillon Chihuahua, uh, like the the longer snout and the and the weird ear hair, but they have <laughs> Diesel's beautiful. Pomeranian hair and colors. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, I've got one that's more like Dipsy and one that's more like Diesel. Diesel. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's super it weird. Oh, I remember I remember uh in the pictures. Um they just turned nine. Damn. They yeah. just they just turned yeah. nine because we got we got the dogs in uh, and Paisley. Couple couple weeks ago would have been when we ended up getting the dogs, or maybe is this now week? this dog stuff is sending us to the top on this podcast. People, <laughs> people are leaning in on this stuff. So if they want to hear a dog story, remember when I had a? Um, I was telling you about the doggy door, and I had a raccoon. Yeah, I already know yeah. where you're going with this. Yeah, go ahead. Come in late one night after work, tired, take a shower, take like 700 sleeping pills because I have insomnia. <laughs> so I go off in this deep dark sleep, right? Just sleeping. I wake up. And I roll over, and there's a chihuahua in the bed with me. <laughs> I don't own a chihuahua. <laughs> <laughs> little male chihuahua, and he's the cutest little... Oh, he's cute. <laughs> he's just making the best out of it. He, you know? he, I, just, I love it. I, I turn around and look at him, and his little tail's wagging a million miles an hour. He's <laughs> happy to see me. And I'm he's like... home. I'm like, whoa, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> What did I drink last night? No, I'm kidding. See, I got the same. I've got an orange cat that showed up at the house, and she just decided to to move. She found the doggy door, and she moved in. <laughs> These animals just coming in and hanging out. But here's out. the weird thing. She's orange with a white chest. There's another orange cat. Every once in a while, comes in the house, too. But it's this one's mean. <laughs> and I'll hear the dogs drown. I look over, and it's the doppelganger cat. You know, it's the... <laughs> It's the it's the fake cat, you know. I'm like, what are you doing here? And it's like, and then it runs off. Anyway, it's like the scene from the movie. You have the gun, and you're pointing at the yeah. left and the right and one. They're, and they're like, Which no, one? he's the real yeah. one. No, him. So now, now that there's already weird enough that I've got a chihuahua in the in, in my a little male chihuahua in my bed, I'm like, oh my gosh, neither one, n- none of my dogs are fixed. And I had three of them at the time, and I had Dipsy, Paisley, and then Speckles. Speckles was a wiener dog, blue healer. She's a blue... Oh, my God, blue wiener. She's a blue wiener healer, yes. <laughs> she was actually really pretty, but she was a horrible animal. <laughs> she was so horrible that a friend of mine was like, I'll take her. So I gave it, gave him to her, and he went and bought, like, a dog bed and like, a bag of food and a bunch of toys and treats, like all, a leash and all kinds of stuff. <laughs> I left and came back 30 minutes later, and all that stuff was laying on my porch. <laughs> she was in my backyard. He's like, he's like this dog is hell. So anyway, Dude, okay, so we've had Diesel almost 15 years. He's lived in the house the full time. He's still that little bastard. Two nights ago, Jessica's like, come here, my wife. And I walk in there, and she's like, Diesel is shitting in the floor right now, making eye contact with me. Like, that's a gangster move, kind of. Yeah. And I look over, and he's just squatted down, dropping nuggets, just looking at us like, I don't give a shit. Well, Maybe I it's seen, cold outside. I haven't seen Diesel in almost nine years, and that's what I would expect. <laughs> yeah. If you guys know this dog, he's beautiful, and he knows it. He knows it. He is absolutely 100% confident <laughs> that he is the best thing to ever walk across the face of the earth, and he doesn't like anybody else. 
No, so, that's true. That is all true. A phone facts. call to one of his kids every once in a while wouldn't wouldn't right. Be, you know, FaceTime. That's true. Except whenever I one time I took Penny over there and they just perfect strangers. They wouldn't even you know. Nope. He's a deadbeat dad. Yeah. For sure. No. No. Well, it's different than mine because I got mom and the baby and they're always like licking each other's tongue. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> So but, back to the chihuahua yeah, story. I derailed you, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I picked his dog up, and I take him outside, and I'm like, I got to find out where he's going. So, like, I take him outside and put him down, and I seen where he got into the fence. So I put the fence up, and then I didn't know what to do with the dog. You know, I didn't know whose it was. So I took a picture of it, you know, a selfie, you know, because, you know, I got to pet all the animals and take pictures with them and show everybody. Yeah. I took a picture of him, and somebody shared it, and somebody messaged me and said, hey, that's my dog. I'm like, Cool cool you need to keep him in your yard <laughs> I, you know I was, I was real nice about it and they're like hey could you drop him off and i'm like okay yeah i'll go ahead and just take your dog i'll deliver your dog to you oh my god you know that's fine so it showed up and this woman is so meth, meth oh never mind okay go ahead we're going two different ways <laughs> two different ways this, i was hopeful this woman was chewing what do they Hot call it meth they're chewing, <laughs> chewing air biscuits i mean you were yeah. just like chomping away and there was you know, there was. So she was hot. Yeah, she was very hot. <laughs> so she, she was like, she couldn't hardly, she couldn't stand up straight. She was so bad. And there was a, a kid interpreting what uh, she was saying. A meth interpreter. Yeah, it was. Yeah, <laughs> heard of them. It was bad. It was. He was young and all that stuff. And I'm like, here's your dog. And I'm not even kidding. I look over in the yard and there's a man with no legs and in a wheelchair sitting over there. It's like that's my service dog. The, the chihuahua. Chihuahua is it? Service dog. I didn't think they had a nurse for nerves for that. I didn't either. <laughs> Chihuahuas need their own service dogs. Right. They're little nervous bundles of <laughs> So <laughs> So cool. You know, a service dog. We, we found the dog, we found the owner, everybody's happy. I boarded up you know where he was getting in. And I go to work, I come home, wake up the next morning, that some bitch is back in the bed with me. <laughs> Well, yeah, I think I'm about like two days in a row. Look where he lives. Yeah, exactly. Hell no, he doesn't want to be. I don't want to be a service dog. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, oh my gosh. So I call him back, and I'm like, dude, your dog is back at my house again, and he starts getting irate with me. And this is the guy with no legs. He threatened to kick my ass. I am not even kidding. You, you can't kick anything, like, sir. How are you going to do this? <laughs> I got my legs somewhere. I'll pull them out. And he was, oh use my them as a bat. He said, if your dog gets pregnant, I will help you get rid of the puppies. That's what he was going to do. And I'm get like, rid of the puppies. Help, yeah, help, oh, help you get rid of the puppies. Snuff film. And I'm like, right. And I'm like, uh, don't F with cats, okay? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, right, yeah. No shit. So any, Great any, reference. I'm getting all frustrated just talking about it. Oh, yeah, I <laughs> so see your heart's in he, this. One. He was he was arguing with me about it, and I'm like, dude, the the dog that I have is old. She can't if she gets pregnant, she probably won't make it through it. She's old, Dipsy, right? Red Dipsy, yeah, yeah. And I had his dog here in my hand, and he's arguing with me. And then he starts threatening me with a lawyer. He's going to get a lawyer and come after me for some reason or because another? he because his dog right. broke into your house. I'm sure, right. several, I'm sure he has several lawyer friends. It sounds like. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I'm like, I'm like, okay, dude, I'm not dealing with you. I'm just going to call the code enforcer. So he, uh, I called the code enforcer and they, they came out and they picked the dog up and they're like, yeah, we know the, we know the people, we know the issue. And they took him back and they gave him a ticket and he called me. He's like, I've got a $400 ticket now and there's no way I'm going to be able to blah, blah, blah. Like it was my fault. And I'm just but like. But five minutes ago, you're going to get a lawyer. 
Right. You can't pay the ticket. Yeah. You're going to do that. Yeah. So yeah. next thing I Pro know. Pro bono, Lord. Yeah. Next thing <laughs> yes. I know, Dipsy's got, Dipsy and Speckles both got morning sickness. Oh, you're shitting me. So I ended up with two litters of puppies. One Holy is from God. a 200-year-old Papillon Chihuahua mix, and the other one is from like an eight-month-old. So this little guy snuck in, knocks up both your girls, and then crawls into bed with you. Right. This is one sadistic chihuahua. Right. Brian's at Barnes & Noble getting the what to expect when you're expecting <laughs> book. Man. So God. they ended up both having litters of puppies. Speckles was a good mama. Dipsy was not. No, she didn't really give a shit. No. Yeah. No, she didn't. And she had like six or seven pups. Damn. And only one of them survived. Oh, no. And that's only because... I put the puppy with Speckles and not Dipsy because, like, it started storming and Dipsy started freaking out because she don't like storms. Oh, yeah. So she's trying to jump on the bed. You know how, like, dogs will, like, jump up a whole bunch and, like, pat or whatever? She's jumping on her babies. And I just, like, had to pick her up and, you know, whatever. And We used to have to, like, almost hold her down to even just let the puppies feed. And it hasn't changed. She wouldn't care. Like, they'd be all feeding and she'd just stand up and walk off. There's one still stuck on the tit, drags for two feet, then falls off. She'd, like, step on it. as She, she was the worst mom well, ever. Well, in this latest case, she was probably, like, doggy violated. She probably didn't want any more <laughs> yeah, kids, right? Exactly. right. Yeah. Some weird chihuahua comes in the mix. Thought but, she was done with that whole part of her life. Yeah. How many litters has this freaking dog had? My She's God. She's had like three with you and one with me that I'm aware Golly, of. Golly, man. That's crazy. Yeah. So what do these puppies look like? To just to be curious. I, I don't know. They didn't get they didn't get but old. The one, but the one lived, you said, right? Did live. Okay. And then Speckles had like four or five of them. Okay. So I mean they were they were cute, but they just look, you know, they just look like puppies and okay. whenever they got Old enough to give away, they were gone. Yeah. People wanted them. Yeah. And then Speckles was gone, too, not too long after that. And it's not that I didn't like her or anything like that. She was just too much for me, and I found she ended up becoming a service dog for a mentally challenged kid. Oh, Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That is cool. Did did the guy with no legs service dog stay at his house after that? I think that the dog got taken away from him. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. The situation was not a good situation it was in. Didn't sound like it. That's just like that long time ago. I was reading meters and uh, in this little town where I used to live near. But anyway, there was a St. Bernard tied up to a washing machine in the front yard and on like a two foot chain because it was all wadded up and he was emaciated and looked like shit and didn't have and hardly any hair and he had mange and stuff. The, the amount of money probably changes each time I tell the story. I can't remember. I think it was 20 bucks or something. I just knocked on the door and they answered and I just made up some story about, I didn't acknowledge the horrible shape of the dog. I was just like, my wife has always wanted a St. Bernard, you know, and I would love, I don't know if you want to sell them or not and please don't be offended, but I'll have, it was $20. And I remember the, the girl just looked and she's like, all right, she just took my $20 and shut the door. So I walked over and unchained him and got him in the truck. And man, this dog was freaking. I thought you were going to say that she said no. Like she took it. That's my emotional support dog. No, yeah. chained to the dryer. <laughs> you know how cool that would have been if you would have had that Saint Bernard the same time I had that Pinto. Oh yeah, we could have we could have recreated that movie. <laughs> like I would hold Cujo? you. Like, I would hold you like you was my child. <laughs> We'd put syrup all over the dog like they did in the movie. Yeah, you yeah. sit there and lick his balls. <laughs> Anyway, sorry guys. Dude, within two or three months, this dog was beautiful. I mean, he we of course we took good care of him. He pecked on weight and grew his coat out, and we ended up giving him to one of our close friends. And anyway, that was my 
uh, self-serving, look how great of a person I am, dog-saving story. You did a good job, Joey. So, die-cast, outcast. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What are we talking about? I I told you before this deal, we talk about anything. Whatever. This is fun. Did he ever get to explain how did you extract the marker oh, to paint okay. with? So we'll <laughs> get, we'll damn, get, that's going way back. Yeah, Sam's well, memory is still It trapped. never happened, it I is. don't think. Yeah, I'll explain that too. So, you know, we went through the conventional ways of me painting. So I used Createx paint. That was an airbrush paint that I got from Hobby Lobby that everybody likes to use. Uh, that They have a candy-style paint. And then I did the ink with the alcohol ink, and then I used the India ink, and then we've done nail polish too. But now people are like calling me as some kind of a mad scientist with paint, you know, like I've heard MacGyver once before. They, you know, you could extract ink from squid and paint with it and whatever. And they're like, man, that's a good idea. What about blood? I wonder if I could use blood. You know, It's been done. I'm sure it has. No, there was this weird like feminist uh, painter that painted with menstrual blood, and she called it like it was, I guess, super symbolic about something. Yeah, but I she wonder, didn't paint diecast cars, though. But I, I wonder if it would have the same effect on tinting clear <laughs> instead of being like an acrylic drops. I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to need four ounces of menstrual blood for this next build. I don't know. <laughs> Let's wow. move on. Go ahead. Sorry. Wow. Sorry. Anyway. Let's move on. I don't know why I did that. It was going so well. Wow. Anyway, <laughs> so so what I did was I wanted to try something different. And I tried this a while back, and then I ended up trying it again. But since I found out that alcohol ink works really well, well, how do I make alcohol ink? So I started getting on YouTube and searching again, different ways to make alcohol ink. Because people aren't painting cars like I am. People are doing acrylic. Um, they, they use the dye for different situations and stuff. Mm. So... If I can figure out how to make alcohol ink that will mix with urethane clear and not beat up or, you know, coagulate or whatever, then I could probably make a paint out of it, a candy paint. I got to looking around and people were using Sharpie ink Hmm. from a Sharpie pen. And I thought, well, why don't I try that? you know, or get some permanent markers, you know, just something and just just trying it. So what I did was I watched them do it and I copied what they did. I can't remember who did it, so I'm sorry if uh, one of you ladies is listening. <laughs> but I seen them take the ink tube out of the ink pen and then drop it into, we'll say, maybe three tablespoons of uh, 90% isopropyl alcohol. Okay. And then let it set for, I mean, they say you let them set overnight, but I set mine for 30 minutes, and you see how vibrant it is. So I just let it set for 30 minutes, and it just seeped into the alcohol. And then it has the fuzz and stuff in there, so I used a strainer and strained it out and then dropped it into the urethane clear. So I made the alcohol ink out of the Sharpie. So you used the Sharpie, made the alcohol ink, mixed it with the, the clear, made it a, a candy... Spectre Flame style setup, yeah. and then sprayed over a. This one is a silver fingernail polish, or you could do any kind of silver paint, but fingernail polish. Uh, I've I've got it set where it's really easy for my setup. You know, so I'll spray that, let it dry because it dries real quick, mm-hmm. and then I can spray back over that with that, and then you can see how vibrant that is. That's what you said on one of your videos with spraying with 
fingernail polishes, you have to be quick because it dries. It's got a hardener in it. Yes, it's got a hardener in it already, so it it'll it'll dry really quick. So whatever color sharpie you can find, you could basically pull right. that color. So in other words, That's any awesome. color. There's like yeah. billions of colors right. of sharpies. Yeah, and I've had people since I've done that one say you should get the whole rainbow pack and do them all. And I'm like, yeah, that would be great. You know how long that would take me? <laughs> but, you know, I, th- I thought about doing that, too. I bought some red ones. I like to do black because black may be like a purplish color, I'm thinking. So it may be a pretty cool color. Yeah. So, you know, I was kind of thinking about doing that. Yeah. So, you know, we'll just we'll just have to see what happens. So, like, in the process of getting this YouTube channel going and all this stuff, I got asked to be part of a super group. And... It is called the Four Horsemen. You know, what we do is we all picked out cars and then posted it, and people buy the cars, and then they do the video on the last day of the month. And that's when it's supposed to release. And that's what two of those are that's over here on this table. But I've, you know, been really happy with working with these guys. I mean, because one of them started like a month after I did. Uh, it's Diecast Graveyard. His name's Paul. Doesn't amazing job i mean he's he's really good his production is way better than mine his his quality is really really good and he's got way more subscribers than i do and that's the difference between me and him because he is very headstrong very professional everything he does is professional and he's gained subscribers from being that that way and there's another one um keith from outlaw speed shop and he's got a ton of subscribers. I mean, it's over, I want to say it's over 15,000. Damn. And he's doing really well. He's more like me on his videos. They're a little bit more sporadic. He he just doesn't give a shit, you know, like his demeanor. And it's it's awesome to hear him to do stuff. And he's he's up, up north, so he's got the accent as well, you know. And I'm people probably talking about our accent. I'll tell you what. I know. I don't feel like we have one until you talk to somebody that's from far away. Yeah. And then I apparently we do. I don't know. I didn't write. <laughs> so working with Keith and uh, then there's uh, Xavier. And he's like totally different than all of us. He is a Latin American. I'm not 100% sure like where his ethnic background is from, but he has a Spanish channel too. So he does everything in English and he does another one in Spanish. That's cool. And he's got, you know, a bunch of subscribers on each one of them. But he likes the uh, Hondas and, you know, Toyotas and the supercars and stuff okay. like that. So that's what that's what he picks out is those cars and stuff like that, which really pushes us to do to do better. And I'd like to apologize because I was supposed to put a video out today for the four horsemen, and I wasn't able to do that. And I'm pretty upset about it. I've just had so much going on. You know, I've got some health issues that I've got to take care of, and then I've, you know, I've had a job, and then I ended up getting another job, and this other job is, you know, really making me work mm-hmm. constantly. Plus, I put in a flea market booth, and I'm working on that, and I ended up getting another one today. Oh, you got another yeah, one? <laughs> but I've got so much stuff I need to get rid of, so I'm just putting it all in there together. So I've, I'm just overbooked on everything. So you guys are even lucky. And then we asked you to come do a podcast. Yeah. (laughs) Well, hey, are we spent? I think so. You good? You good? You good? You good? All right, man. Well, Brian from Diecast Outcast with the K. Thank you, man, for coming on and talking to us. No problem. 
No problem whatsoever. It's good to talk to you guys and actually see you and sit down and actually, it, we got microphones interface or whatever, but this would be the exact same conversation that we would uh, have. Yeah. We've said that many times. There's totally. mics here or not. So, I mean, it's just really comfortable and it's, it's actually good to get out and actually talk to you guys. Oh yeah. So. Everybody that has came on the podcast has loved it, you know, and has either wanted to go start their own or like, when can I be back? You know oh, what I mean? Yeah. Cause it's just fun, man. Yeah. It is freaking fun. I would love to. I've got so many outrageous stories. Do it. Yeah, we, do can it. we can tell. Yeah. yeah. Do it. Yeah. That was awesome for sure. All right, man. Well, that's, uh, that's all for tonight. Thank yeah. you guys for listening. It's a great one. Good night. Let me tell you about some fellas I know Named Ivan, Sam, and Joe They got themselves a little podcast, you know and They talk about everything under the sun That they find interesting, spooky, or fun And they sure ain't trying to impress no one Remedy to too much time on your answers Take a little listen to the dawn of Manti They talk about killers, monsters and cults French mates from hell, disappeared folks Occasionally throw in a few dad jokes They try to make every story extra nice by adding their own ginger spice. Not one time or two, but thrice. Right, 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 right. The remedy to too much time on you answers. Take a little listen to the dawn of Manti. Now I'm sure these fellas will be around for quite a spell. Cause there sure ain't no shortage of stories to tell. This old world's as weird as hell But hell, even if nobody listened You know they'd maintain a fine disposition Cause shooting the breeze is kind of their mission the Remedy to too much time on your hands is Take a little listen to the dawn of Too much time on your hands is take a little listen to 